Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? An incredible conversation with Jessica Kirsten, an incredible comedian who just did a uh, guest spot on Crashing Season 2. We hit it off in between takes so wonderfully. I couldn't wait to have her on the podcast, and she did not disappoint one of my favorite episodes in recent memory. So as I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. I do want to give a shout-out to uh, our Pete's Picks, as you guys know. By now, there are two products that I take every single day, which I absolutely love. One of them is Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is a nootropic, which means it's like a multivitamin just for your noggin. It helps with uh, memory, focus, recall, all the things that you need with your with your gray matter. Anytime I need to do something that involves my brain, whether it be a podcast, stand up comedy, writing a script, I always take. For the past three years now, I take Alpha Brain beforehand. It makes a huge difference. It's not a stimulant like caffeine. It doesn't like get you up or chatty or weird. It just helps your brain do what it needs to do. It helps you think, helps you focus, and helps you be creative. And I love it. And if you love it 10% as much as I love it, you're going to shit your pants. So you need to go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you will get 10% off your purchase of Alpha Brain. I hope you enjoy. The other product... That is a Pete's pick that I certainly take, if not every day, most days, is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. This is made from the THC plant, THC, THC plant, but it is not the uh, psychoactive part. It doesn't get you stoned or high. It is just a happy, healthy glow that is, for me, anti-anxiety. It, it helps with aches and pains. It's wonderful while traveling. It's wonderful, for example, Val, you know this, when visiting my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just makes me a little quicker to smile, quicker to laugh. It doesn't uh, affect my brain in any negative way uh, in that it doesn't make me foggy or not retain things that I've read or watched. It's just a wonderful, healthy, happy glow. I want you to try it. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY for 10% off. The product that I use most is uh, the Everyday Advanced uh, because you can only, I mean, you only need to take a couple drops to get the effects so the bottle lasts a very long time. So check it out. Mint chocolate is the flavor that I like the most. And we're going to give a little shout out to something that Katie is doing. My computer just froze up here. Katie, she is going to be a part of the Best Friends Animal Society Strut Your Mutt, which is coming up in October, and they have brought back Team Nerdist Podcast Network to be a part of it. It is a dog walk fundraiser that also includes photo booths, food trucks, free goodies, and much more. Team Nerdist has always been a part of that, and they've always had a lot of fun raising money for homeless pets. What a wonderful thing. Katie's going to be there with Scout. Scout is a dog. She's a rescue, a rescue dog. That is part of many of these podcast recordings. I can't wait to see Scout again when we're back in L.A. So this year's L.A. event is October 21st at Exposition Park, and we would love for you to come out and strut with us. Or if you can't make it, you can always donate to our team. All the money from team participants and donations go to helping save homeless animals. Visit Nerdist... What the fuck? Nerdy.st. That's what it is. 
nerdy.st slash strutyourmutt2017. That is a ridiculous URL, but that's what it is. Nerdy.st slash strutyourmutt. But it's nerdy with an I. You know, it's nerdist interrupted by a period. Yeah. Nerdist <laughs> slash strutyourmutt. N-E-R-D-I-S. Fuck my face, that's too complicated. Nerdy.st slash strutyourmutt2017. To uh, find out more, join the fun, or just donate. That's going to be a wonderful cause for homeless animals out there. I hope you can help. Check out a Pete's Pick. Get some Alpha Brain. Get some Charlotte's Web. Uh, I also want to point out that my album, uh, Faces and Sounds, is available now on iTunes. And in the meantime, enjoy Jessica Kearson. A wonderful conversation, a wonderful person. And I sincerely hope you enjoy. Val? Get into it. Get into it. What is the sitch with with your with your small baby when you do this? Small baby with well, the, Danielle. Can you turn me up? Yeah. Danielle took her to um, Long Beach to see my sister and her kids. Oh, fun! Yeah, yeah. How old is your small baby? She's not even two. Not even two. No, she's a year and I don't know. She's a, I'm, I'm really bad with this shit. She's a <laughs> knowing how old your child is. She's like she'll be um, two on November twenty fourth. Okay, yeah, that's close to my brother's birthday, which is close to the assassination When's... of John F. Kennedy. This is heaven. Heard of him? No, your brother. Or... <laughs> When's your brother's birthday? November twenty second. Fourteenth. Oh, you're all a bunch of Novembers. Yep. You're all of a bunch oh, this of... this no- dog is ridiculous. Isn't he? Look at him. I mean, this is ridiculous. He loves you. I love him, too. Look at him. He look sat on the, on the couch with you. Look, look, look. <laughs> look. He knows I'm a good person. He does. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny, because that's the first thing I want to say yeah. to start off, is that you're such a delight. Thank you. Who? I, I, knew I can't he... deal with how he's sitting with me right now. I know. He looks like a man. He does. <laughs> I'm gonna take he a, does. Look at him. I'm going to take Look. a photo so we can gram it. <laughs> we'll put it on the gram so people will know. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. You're a very good boy. You're a good boy. Uh, so oh. oh, yeah, you're a delight. <laughs> so <laughs> are you. Let's, oh, come on. We had you such are. a fun time. I know. I was telling someone that today. I said, you know, it's weird when... He, she's not a comic, but I said, it's weird when you don't know someone and you just assume things. And I mean, just right. meaning like you don't know them. Yes. And you then fill you get in to blanks. know them. Yeah, of course. But that was the longest we've ever hung out. Of course. 100%. I mean, times a million. Yeah. I, and you said... So to give people context, you were on Crashing. Yes. Playing yourself. Doing some stand-up in, uh, I, let me think of the number of the episode. I believe it's number six. 206, we call it. Great. So there you were. And uh, it, Judd actually was like, what about Je- Jessica Kearson? And I was like, great. I just knew you were super funny. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to feel real. And for the most part, like, comedians, this is something Judd kind of introduced to me. is like, look at him. He's, I know. I've for anyone that doesn't know, he's him. reaching for me and petting me. This is oh. amazing. I've never seen him love on a stranger well, like he's this. He's smiling. He is. Well, he's a smiley boy. And he, and he gently. Well, they pick up on energy. He sure. I, I know. He's picking up on yours. And Watch. This is I'm going to put my hand away and let's see. Look, look, look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he got a laugh. Yeah. Look at his face. Look, he got a laugh. 
Good boy, Brody. Oh, my God. Okay, you have a very cute dog. I'm like, I want to take this dog. He's sitting like a person next to me and just smiling. <laughs> and he's got his legs kind of splayed. I know. In, in it's an really funny fashion. how his legs are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, so Jed was like, Jessica would be great. And I was like, of course, that's awesome. But I didn't know the extent to which you're a delight. <laughs> Thank you. you know I, mean, I mean, you know what? It's funny because when a lot of people get to know me, they're like, oh, my God, you're so different than your stage persona. And that's part of who I, I think am. that is yeah. maybe what I was picking up of on. Of course. Was that's your stage you persona think. is very strong. It's mm-hmm. a little bit like a tornado. Yeah. Uh, and then... And then you come out and you laugh at everything, which nobody. Well, you, I laugh at funny things. You laugh so at I laughed at you thing. all day because you're. <laughs> I, I'm going to compliment you in a I minute like when how you're this done. Is a yeah, yeah, you'll love my favorite. What I'm. You're no, gonna, but like you came on a good night and I was in a good mood and I was making a lot of jokes and I was like, this woman's paying out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you were just giving these great laughs. I do. I appreciate such, humor a lot, which is fun. So yeah. you still you've maintained your love. Of silliness and jokes and all 100%. that stuff. And that is what I call a delight. Thank you. Well, what I love... <laughs> but also, you were super funny. Sorry, I just want to say... Thank you, you. It wasn't just about you laughing at me, but I was yeah. like... And then we gushed. Yeah. We gabbed oh, into I, it. I am like... Immediately. I cannot believe the things that I said... <laughs> with mic With a it. mic on. <laughs> I mean, I went from anal to being like issues with my father yes. to issues... With, I mean, it was crazy. We talked was, about lesbian anal. Everything. Yeah, we even talked, remember, right, we talked about lesbian anal. I said, I didn't know lesbians did anal. <laughs> I mean, outside of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those aren't real lesbians. I talk about that in my act. That is, that is your, not, yeah, it's, it's all not real. Gay for pay? Yeah, it's just like women with long nails and the whole thing. It's just not, you know, most is of us there are just. More realistic lesbian pornography? Yeah, and it's much better, I think. <laughs> like old school lesbian porn. But I don't watch, I'm, I'm not into butchy women. Not, I'm not judging it. I'm just not we into talked it. About this. Right. But that was an interesting thing that you said yeah. a million interesting things, but yeah. we were talking about the more. And and even when we were talking not on mic, I was like, well, we were kind of on mic, yeah. but not on a podcast. I was like being sensitive about the language. We we're like, there's a more, let's just call it masculine energy and feminine energy. And t- yeah. traditionally, in a, a lot of relationships, lesbian relationships that I see, you'll see uh, a more masculine one right. and a more feminine one. And I, I'm not talking about penises and vaginas. I'm just talking about energies mm-hmm. that everybody has. And you said something really funny where you're like, I don't want, like you see two butchy lesbians together and you said yeah. that was kind of confusing i i don't Not i don't confusing. again like i always well it is a little confusing <laughs> to me because they're both very male like i know some couples where they're like really it's like masculine. a gay male couple it's like a gay it is like a gay, a gay male couple like gay but men. even more masculine like, <laughs> yes insane. well that's funny yeah because it goes the other way and i'm always like because i'm always sexualizing everybody i'm like a man that way i mean i look at people's crotches all day like i'm disgusting <laughs> You're just I looking really for bulges. Am. I am. You I know it's funny. Bulge Val and I have that in common too. We we say this all the really? time. We want to see everyone's butt. Yeah, I just want to see I check all the asses, butts. Let's see the butts. Bulge it. Yeah, and the whole thing. I'm so happy that we have that in common. Yeah, and then I'm like, is that weird? And I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm human. Who cares? Yes. I'm looking at people's crotches, but I can't. <laughs> I don't. I always try to picture how it is sexually. Yes. Whenever I see a couple. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you see a couple, you immediately... I guess that's... I do. That's one of the... I had a joke I've never done on stage where I was like, Val has big boobs. And I was like, it's so weird introducing your parents (laughs) to your girlfriend because you're like, this is what I'm into. You know what I mean? Like, what do you you think of this? (laughs) 
But you're right. Because on some level, if I meet, did I meet your wife the other night? Yes. You met her last night. Yes, I met her last night. I, after she left, I was like, that must have been her wife. But I didn't like do the hello. Yeah, yeah. Which I regretted. But I, had I got a good look at her, of course I would have immediately sexualized the two of you. And oh, gone, yeah, and you would have because she's like attractive and very feminine looking. So super, most men, do, you know, uh-huh. it's like why Jim Norton sat with us and every <laughs> other comic class. <laughs> Norton knock, and, knocking yeah, and on Danielle's the door. Danielle's a therapist, so he went into a whole thing about a woman. He's, you know, she was like counseling him. It was well, hysterical. Well, that's like Kumail's wife, uh, Emily Gordon, used to be a therapist, and that's all she does. Uh, it's hysterical. I didn't know you married a therapist. Your, yeah. your mom's and a therapist. And my mom's a therapist. Yeah, you so are just going, for, you're oh, ringing so the bell. Stuff. Yeah. You are not going against yeah, the current. I'm not. You found. Yep. Did you find a woman like your mother? She she's kind like my mother. She's they both be- are very kind people, uh-huh. but she's much more tough. Like my mom is. I think I told you this. Like old school therapists like talk about the same thing over and over and over. Process like it. Yeah, of, it's more like she wants you to be uncomfortable. Yeah, is that part of it? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, Danielle's just like kind of. <laughs> I told you she dealt with teens for years, like uh-huh. fifteen years. So uh-huh. she's like, get over it, shut up. Enough complaining. <laughs> really, get, take twenty minutes and then move through. That's so, which funny. is good for me because I'll milk something until it's. But she's like a Sherpa. She's like Stop. she is, and she's Irish and Italian, moving. and really know, it's different. I'm Jewish. We yes. like just keep complaining about the same. <laughs> It's a great tradition. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, great. like the the even the religion. I mean, the debating a passage of the of the yeah. Torah over and over. That's like in the blood of the Jewish people. Right. Like, let's dwell. Yeah, and she is so <laughs> the opposite. That's you surprising. Know. As an Irish person, I find that we're hard headed and will you, you sit on are. something oh, for a long time too. That in a similar way. Yeah. I mean, the same issues over and over and over without any moving on. So she's done some work herself. Well, she, she's half Italian, half Irish. She's done a ton of work on herself. Yeah. And I think really it comes from dealing with teens who are just, you know, constantly trying to manipulate and, you <laughs> Our know. Our worst selves. Yeah, yeah. It really <laughs> is. So she's just, you know, these kids were so difficult that yeah. she just had a s- specific way of dealing with them that's... You can't talk about the same sure. thing. It is. Yeah, it is. Is she good like that? With she helped Jim? Does she give a little advice or? She did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's people do it with my mom too. I mean, of they just course. if it's a good therapist, they'll... people want freebies, which yeah, is a they little do. taste. <laughs> Doctor Oz did a, th- a little thing on our show, and I had this thing on my hand, and I was like, "Can you look at this?" <laughs> I mean, like, like you just have to. You like a doctor is like a celebrity yeah. in a way, and yeah. you're like, "There's one in the wild." Well, she's her family's therapist. She has three brothers, and they call her every day. One Your of wife. them calls her, yeah, with, a, really? with an issue or a problem. Or... Every day. Well, I mean, but, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, I mean, there's always like someone that needs to talk to her about something, and it's just free. Yes, you know it's kind of therapy. inappropriate. She's like, I need it to is put inappropriate. Up a I mean, I I did it with my mom my whole life. Did you really? Yeah, like if I was in a difficult relationship, she would sometimes counsel us. It's so inappropriate. But you and your partner, yeah. And yeah. Were, were you out as a child? No, I came out when I was. Um, I didn't know that I was gay. I just knew that I didn't like. I I didn't ever mind know. sleeping with guys. I just never wanted to like spend time with them. Interesting. So I didn't. I I never wanted to be with the guy. I'd always be like, "What are my friends doing?" That's interesting I would, because I I've heard about the people sometimes get confused that lesbians are using dildos and we're like, "Well, men just have those." Right. But it, you're you're addressing something that I've thought, which is the energy. It's like I don't oh, it's like all energy. I don't like the dude. 
I'm not into right. that sort of traditional guy. It's just not a feel. connection. It's I mean, I love men. Most of my friends are men. Interesting. You know, most of my friends are straight guys, and I connect with them, but not in like an intimate right way like the way we connected yeah here i am and we're and we're gabbing yeah i have that with most guys but i don't like want to spend time and be be like the lover yeah no not at all but the the, when would you you mind telling no of course it's a great story i was never like in long-term relationships and Mm. i i slept with guys and i i never minded i really didn't mind sleeping with guys i just um I was in college. This is really incredible. And I was a senior in a Jewish sorority at University of Maryland. It's like such a great story. And there was a girl, Melissa, who was also Jewish, cute, like never been with a woman. And she was a freshman. Uh And the two of us... (laughs) The two of us... Yeah. Like, I would call it now... You know, after, you know, when I wasn't 21, I was, we fell in love. Like, Mm. we just always wanted to be together. Yes, but, but I just was obsessed with her. Like, Mm -hmm. and we would sit in the car. This just sounds so crazy, but just like stare at each other for hours. Really? Just gazing? Always gaze and want to be with each other. And it was like confusing. I'm like, why am I so jealous? I didn't know what was going on. That's fascinating. Yeah, I was always a tomboy from the second I was born. I was very, I'm much more feminine now than I was growing up. I I had a holster on and (laughs) always a cowboy hat. I was a boy. Yeah, I played with, with, um, G.I. Joe. Like I was a boy. Wow! And so you had I, a holster. Yeah, I, <laughs> you, you carried a six a six gun, yeah, a toy. Yeah, you just had a I had toy, toy gun. Yeah, I had toy guns and and just holsters and Looking belts. Back, now and, that you talk to your mom and dad, now are they like, well, we kind of had a feeling you might be a lesbian, or or is well, my is mom that more of a always kind of knew. My dad felt that it was his fault because he was. I mean, he was around, but he was difficult. So he, you know, he, oh, he thought he. He kind of thought he made me a lesbian. When I first told him, he cried and said, I feel like it's my fault, which was kind of, it was very sad, actually. That is very sad. He yeah, thought it was, it was a, a, a nurture thing. Like, yeah. Because he was an asshole. Right, which you a lot like, of people well, think. I mean, my grandmother thought that, too. My mom's mother thought that it was because of my Well, father. didn't we talk about that a little bit, that, that yeah. it is nature and nurture? There's I think a, it's both. Yeah. I think a lot of people are gay and never come out. I mean, I think it's your circumstances. I happen to have a very accepting family. Right. So I had an easier time, but... Um, right. But we we were like obsessed with each other, and I didn't understand what was going on. Just gazing, yeah, for months, months, and months. Was and there months. music on when you gazed? No, you it's just weird. Gazed. I know it's so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It's a little embarrassing. I'll tell you something. As a, as what? a weird spiritual person, something that people do is gaze at. You. There's like a gazing practice. Oh, where well then okay. you might someone you deeply love, like Val and I sometimes stare Aww. at each other. I just go like, I just want to look at you. You never Aww. look at somebody in the eye. So now you have Michelle. Melissa. Melissa, forgive me. Now you have Melissa. (laughs) Yeah, white girl name. Mona. (laughs) Moana. So you're gazing at Moana. Melania. Melania. (laughs) That name is so upsetting, just hearing Melania. It sounds like a water de toilette. Yeah, it's horrible. (laughs) Melania. So, um, and then this is a great story. We we went home for Christmas break, and she was at my mom's house with me in the attic, and we were drinking wine and smoking pot. Okay, and we started wrestling. It's a great story. This, yeah, it's hot, and she's hot. Everything. I've always, I, I have to say. 
like my stepbrothers have always been like, you fucking get hot, girl. Like I just, <laughs> because lesbians don't care as much what the other person looks like. Gay men have much more pressure. Yes. Like I uh, always okay. say a lesbian could have like one leg and like <laughs> be fucking deformed and have the hottest women. Interesting. It's, they don't care as much women. It's about, about looks. personality. It's, I mean, yeah. well, you're yeah. a lovely woman, but you Thank also you, but score no. in a huge way with your personality. Thank you. Yeah, so, I think that's that's much more important to, to women so that funny. date women. Big J has that joke where he's like, I feel like any woman is like a couple glasses of wine away from kissing their best friend or something. Yeah, they and are. Is- <laughs> I think most, not all, but I think most are. I do. I kind I, of, well, we talked about this a little bit. I, I bored you with my lesbian theory, which was that people are more comfortable with it because women are, are the nurturing ones and they're the, they're supposed to be affectionate. So with each other, but then also like when you come out of a vagina, if you touch a vagina, you've, it's still the second vagina you've come. Yeah. Kind of. Like I, I tried this on stage where I was like, if you breastfed from I your father, that, if, yeah. you, if the dad provided the milk, it would be a little bit less weird for guys to, I, I'm not saying it's weird, but culturally people are have a no, harder I, time with two dudes. Much harder time. Yeah. Two girls is like a beer commercial, right? And I think there's something psychological going on there. Oh, I do too. You and it's I mean? also about being macho, and you know, it's all this other shit. I think what's uh, what's about being macho? Like a lot oh. of straight men, just you know, I would never. But meanwhile, they're you know, the, there's so much. I know it's so bad. I was at, I was at the show last night. There's still there's such an undercurrent of like. Being a gay man is weak or bad. Like I completely agree with you. Constant, yeah. And it's one of the few remaining acceptable. You know, it's like calling someone a Chinaman in the fifties, like an Oriental. A a, a time traveler to our time would go, "Wow, it's really interesting that you can still, yeah, at a roast or somebody imply that a man is gay, and it's so much more." And we talked about this things that get fucked. In our society that are filled are considered like weak. That's why we say, yes. go fuck you, get fucked, go fuck yourself. I like, agree with that completely. You are the receptacle and dicks are cool and they disrupt things and it's masculine. Like I, I was doing the dishes and I grabbed this thing. It's like a wand and I grabbed it with my hand by the bristles and I <laughs> scrubbed a pot and I was like, that was fucking masculine. And I was like, why? And I was like, because it's like a dick. I'm like, I'm imposing my scrubbing yeah. bubble dick on this pan right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we like things and and yeah. to like deny your your birthright to be the one that fucks You're, yeah this is not what i feel I'm, i think this is what people are thinking you're a man and then you get fucked and you're like or or you know or with another man you're like that's that's bullshit they, yeah. that's what people think obviously that's i not agree what I interesting and what most like a lot of people don't know is not all men have anal at all, gay I, men. Yes, yep. In fact, probably ha- I don't know how many, but it's not that common, right? Believe it or not, right. people don't know that. They that's immediately what they jump to: anal, right. anal. All gay men have anal. It's, it's not true, right? And not all lesbians use toys and use strap-ons or dildos at all. Yes, there's a lot that don't. Right. So that's um, your anal, <laughs> like, yeah. like the like the dildo assumption. Yeah, but that isn't what's going on. No, and I, that, I, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that I think it was maybe five years ago that I t- had a gay guy on, and we were talking about like, like, like a huge portion of the community doesn't do anal, but yeah. even that I feel like is a way people use it. It's like it's in your butt, it's in your butt. I know. But a guy having then this is one of the first things we talked about: a guy having sex with a girl in the butt. You're like awesome, and that's why I was confused that lesbians do it because in my mind, anal sex with a man and a woman is so much. 
at least what I see in pornography, is so much about like dominance and and something very. Kind it of, is. It is with women too. Sometimes, of course, because that, I mean that's the turn on is that those, it's it's nasty and dirty and yeah. Um, you know, it's about power and it's, as you say that, of course, women have the right. same feelings, but those are traditionally in my mind. It's like a bro. It's like a lacrosse guy being yeah. like, "I fucked her in the butt." I know, bro. <laughs> and the they're butt. like, "It was in the butt." I fucked her tussie. Yeah. <laughs> tussie. That's what I grew up with. That's so Jewish. Tussie. Does your tussie hurt? Is that your butt? Tush, tushy or tussie? That's very Jewish. I've heard tushy or tukus. Tukus. Yeah, yeah. We can do. Yeah, or tussie. Yeah. Okay, so I'm interrupting a great story with all this anal. No, so I know we. (laughs) Of course, it went to anal from us wrestling drunk. Yes, yeah. of course. Your first experience was with, straight well, up. I had anal. played around. I was like the town slut growing up with like friends. I would play around and make out with them and do like or put a hand over the mouth and kiss my girlfriend. You were just growing up, activated. And, yeah, yeah. You were a pollinated flower. Yeah, you were ready to go. Yeah, I was from a young age. Yes, and so you had sex with dudes. Yeah, and it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I the first time. Well, I'll tell you about the first time in a minute because I want to keep this wrestling story. It's a fucked up story. First no, we're not going to lose the wrestling story. Yeah. I, I have so many questions. Yeah, we started wrestling, and then um, do we you like remember who started? Each, she did, and then we were like pinning each other <laughs> and flipping around, and really, and then we just started kissing. No, and it was hot. Do you remember who it was so pent up for so many months? This it was is, like I know this is everything. Yeah. This is this this is what yeah. people think about when yeah. masturbating. This is I, what they want. I, this is I know that's why I came here. So your <laughs> your your <laughs> listeners could well, all jerk off to channel. my first lesbian. We, do you remember who leaned in for the kid? That's a big move. She definitely did because I'm Melissa. Not. Yeah. <laughs> She's a therapist too. Oh God, my Jesus! I know. Ever I love thee. Yeah. He, she, he, she kissed you. Yeah. And she's after she, she very started uh, wrestling. Yes. And you're and she's younger. I'm I'm a senior. She's a freshman. This is Billy Elliot. Both and in you're the dancing. Jewish sorority with the letters and like the clips in our hair. Like it was really. It was like a movie. Oh shit! Yeah, and then we both but inside, freaked it's out. Fireworks! You're going. You must have been the happiest. I was because I was in love with her at that point. I didn't know I was, but right. I was very in love. I actually remember thinking she's the first person I ever really loved because I had such issues with my family at the time. I mean, I obviously loved them, but she was no, really the first person that I felt like I loved. Then the the people outside of the family get a real benefit is that you're they not do. like you didn't you weren't raised by them and you weren't constantly yeah, around them right. during the worst times in your life. So those first loves, you're like, this is better than mom and yeah, dad. This is uh, the best thing ever, right? Yeah, I never gazed at mom <laughs> in a quiet car. <laughs> You weirdo. I love it. With, with like the clip in the middle of my hair and like, a, like long music. earrings. It's so embarrassing. Did you kill the engine? Was it dead side? I'm sorry. I'm back to the game. Yes, we would kill the engine. Yeah. But you were so ha- So she kisses you. I mean, that had to be one and of the best moments of out, your life. Yeah. Like, was it, was it right away? You're like, oh. Yes. But I didn't at all think I was gay or anything. I, I to this day, have always struggled with internal homophobia. Oh, um, really? Bad. Self-hating Jews, self-hating yes. lesbian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why you're so funny. <laughs> I know you it is. You said something so it. funny. Uh, you were doing stand-up on Joy Behar's thing, and you said, 
I just had a baby or something and they applaud it and you're like don't applaud it will never fill the I hole I always say that it's it won't such, there's nothing I gotta it doesn't matter it's the matter. best line it's, it's the true. best line and, and it's the whole no matter what happens it never <laughs> it's not even close to being full that's the problem it's it's empty yes I understand I know you do that's why I connected to you because you know people might not know this about you but um but you are so self-reflective and so well thank you you have so much humility and you've obviously i can tell just from talking to you mm-hmm. the minute we started talking that you've really worked on yourself and like i'm just i love that like, I, I love when that. men are like that because it's i love you know it's inspiring i don't want to put down my dad but my dad is not that way. Yeah. My dad is great in the ways that he is great, mm-hmm. but he is not like a, yeah. I'm feeling this because of this and because of this. And mm-hmm. I want to tell you, like with Valerie, she always knows why I'm a certain way. I'll tell her. Whereas my dad, it would be like a guessing game. It's like, of course. bad day at work. <laughs> like you didn't know of course like something was weird yeah traffic was there traffic <laughs> like, always try. me too I grew or, up with the same like, thing did you not sleep well but I'm kind of obnoxious and I'll be like well you know I went to the bathroom and then I took a nap and the nap was a little bit too long <laughs> ever take a nap that's too long yes. and now i'm groggy you know like <laughs> so maybe val in like 20 years will be like I, uh, could you be more like your dad please and just, you shut up yeah shut up and stop <laughs> talking about is. every always, feeling i know she wants you to shut up about yes. your every feeling i mean that's I, hilarious i can go either way though i can shut down or i can keep talking and being very sensitive <laughs> i'm like a man and a woman i really am me too I've we accept- talked about I know, this and i've accepted it i'm fine with it it took me years but i'm like it's okay yes it's I, very confusing though which what is so sometimes i'm very male and yeah. sometimes i'm like a total girl yeah i can and it's every relate. day it's different every moment of every day completely relate i yeah. feel so inconsistent so do i i feel like i'm fucking crazy i mean i am crazy but i really feel like i'm um, crazy well meaning i don't i don't you know i'm i always have different reactions to things like it mm. really depends on physiologically if i've gotten enough sleep if i yes this everything is my game. everything what i've eaten that I is gonna joke depend- i'm a pretty great person as long as every single one of my needs is <laughs> That's how I feel too. <laughs> like if I don't get enough sleep or I don't get, you know, if I've eaten sugar or like don't That's come near me, me. I'm a baby, a girl, like. Val eh. says I'm constantly doing a, a science experiment where I'm like, maybe sugar. Maybe I should have, <laughs> maybe I should have a peach. I was doing it before you arrived. I was like, I'm going to have, you saw me. Andrew saw me eat a peach because I was like, I think it's a peach. <laughs> It's not because I wanted the taste of a peach. It's because I'm trying to control how I feel. Yeah, me too. I am too. I'm like, if I just drink more water, I'll be more patient today. Uh, That example is insane. Because in college, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the eight glasses. Or It's your body weight divided by two. That's how many ounces. Don't take... This isn't gospel. This is something I heard in college. No, I know you're supposed to have at least eight eight glasses a day. It's the eight glasses I've heard. And then I've also heard half your body weight in ounces. But that was... 15 years ago so yeah. it might not even be true please don't do that I'm not saying to do that but I tried it so I was drinking water constantly and I probably had never been hydrated in my life because <laughs> we were like a milk household <laughs> milk and OJ were the only choices yeah. the first time I had a glass of water at a friend's house I was like what is this the dust bowl like, is, <laughs> are things like, tight you guys are cheap yeah, yeah that's what I thought I thought yeah. it was a cheap thing because yeah. it's free no it's good you should drink some fucking so I drank water probably got hydrated for the first time got high 
Like, I just felt better than I ever felt. And then I go around telling everyone, water, water is what you need. We're so neurotic. That's it. I know. That's so, your example is me. That's me. I've done that my whole, I mean, I've always, that's a whole nother story, but I've always overanalyzed everything. I was thrown into therapy at, you know, at 10 years old. So you learned that process yeah just overthinking over the you know is this what it is maybe i should do that maybe i I have a very hard time with self-care so it hasn't always been easy does that go would you mind closing that door andrew sorry my neighbor has three dogs yeah i was like what is that two little ones and a big one so we get the whole spectrum of sound oh it's great it's like a pound (laughs) i live next to a pound I, spe- I'm on the top floor. Speaking of neurotic, oh my god! Speaking of neur- neurotic and the dogs, I like I have to like stop myself from obsessing about that. Like about that, the dogs barking. Like these three, so she just moved in. Yeah, three dogs move in, and I would catch myself fantasizing constantly. Not that they wake me up, but what if they do wake me up on I an know, important day? I have day? the same thing. It's so, and then hard. I have the fake argument in my mind. It hasn't happened, right? What and am I gonna do? Sweet Val, who sounds like your lady, yeah, is like you know. You create your reality. And she's absolutely right. Yeah. She was reading a book about it. And it's like, the fights I have are real to my brain. Right. I am living in hell as long as... <laughs> I, and then I was like, I'm just... Every time I hear the dogs bark now, I go, it's nothing personal. <laughs> That's how I cope now. It's, it's, not, it's not my parents fighting. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. the noise of dogs. But dogs and it's barking not... when you have anxiety. I'm sorry. I have bad anxiety. Yeah. So I've lived next to dogs. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. not good. It's the it's manifestation not. of how you feel. Yeah, it's literally how I feel. <laughs> it's the soundtrack. It's what I wish I could do all day. <laughs> Just course. bark like a rabid dog. Sometimes I, I do say to them, I go, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Does your neuroses manifest in stand-up? Yes. I, do you it's go why like, I'm so manic on stage. That's where I get very like, you know, um, I feel like I let out a lot of feelings on stage that I don't let out, you know, off stage. You did this scream in your second Tonight Show. There's a moment, and they don't even laugh at first. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best moments I've seen in a late night set. You go, you're doing something about a baby or whatever, and then and I think it's the baby bit, and you go, ah! You do this, like, primal, yeah. like, medicine woman. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I have scream. that in me. Yeah. And the audience for a second isn't, I swear, I'm pretty good at interpreting the sounds of audiences. I think they don't know if you're joking in that moment. Yeah. And then you make this face to indicate, no, I, that was not real. <laughs> and they laugh so hard. It's one of the best laughs of the set. So I'm watching you, your emotions like in a washing machine getting kicked around on yeah. stage. yeah. That's why people say, what kind of stand-up do you do? I'm like, everything. Like, sometimes I'm very mellow and just have conversations. Sometimes I'm screaming. It really depends on how you feel. It does, yeah. So you don't. You can do the same jokes a little less yeah. manic. Yeah. Or I start with certain ones, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of times, I if, if I'm on later in a set, I go up really manic because it doesn't matter. But if I'm on first yeah. or in a, in a calm room, I can't. You There's can't no start way. with that. Yeah, they'll be like, what the fuck? She needs to be hospitalized. That's right. That's so interesting. Even like one-liner guys sometimes, or the dirty guys, they know that they need to read the room and go, they might not be ready for what, like a pinch hitter. But I also say it, like last night, my last spot at the cellar, I said to them, (laughs) I'm on first and I'm just telling you I'm high energy. So it's going (laughs) to, I say it, I'm like, it's going to be a lot. But that. You just sat down, you haven't had a drink. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's my whole thing on stage is always being honest. That. Saying I don't want to be here, but. 
That it's, is sev- you, we've been doing it the same amount of time. Yeah. That is 17 years or so. Yeah. That's, that's what it. 17 years in stand up gets yeah. you is you have to go it's going to be a bit much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, but you don't think you can when you start. You're like Of but course not. You I'm, can't say any of that. I'm like petrified. All I care about is they like me. Now I'm like right? I don't care how this goes. Right. It's, Let's do what know. we can. Yeah, let's make it work as much as we can. And- I, I'll even, uh, like when I host a show, I like to say, it's a little tense. <laughs> little <laughs> that's tense what I, at the top of the show. But people love that. They, that's what I'm they, saying. That's what breaks them. We, when it's you're like- starting in comedy, I think you think, I just got to go out and swing for the fences and yeah. dance as fast as I can and get them laughing. And then later you realize it's so much more babysitting it is. and lowering anxiety for you and for them. I, th- I think you'll appreciate this. I also say... We all want this to go great. <laughs> you know see, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like something you would say if I'm I say if I'm that reading shit you correctly? All the time. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. on the same team. I'm like, listen, you guys, it's hard. Life is hard. Yeah. You know, just let go and have because for for me it doesn't this is you know, I'm just hoping that you guys laugh. But That's if not, right. it's not it's not that's, gonna make or break I mean I've killed and it's done nothing I've bombed and it's done nothing that's it's, so funny that's what yeah. Conan uh, so I did a talk show with Conan O'Brien and one yeah. of the things he told me he was like you know the biggest lesson I can tell you is it doesn't really matter and he didn't mean that in a depressing way he was like we've done shows we thought this is gonna be on the news how yeah. good Conan was yeah. last night is gonna be a news story and no one <laughs> seemed to notice and we've done shows that were right. stinkers and no one seemed to notice in the liberating way not in the like, well, nothing matters. He was just like, there's freedom in going. Yeah. I've killed. You know what I say? Yeah. I'm still going to go back to the hotel. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I say that too. I'm going to get paid and I'm going to go home tomorrow. Like nothing, you know, that's, it's up to you if you want to let go and have fun. That's, we're the same. Yeah. I, that's my, a lot of my act, you know, it's funny because a lot of people see like short sets and they see me go like, you know, but I mean, really (laughs) a lot of it is even like last night at the cellar, I turned around my uh, constantly and had conversations with myself on stage and, you know, I turn my back to the audience and talk to the wall and just say, it doesn't matter what these people think of you. (laughs) None of them could do this. You're, you need to love yourself. Like I have whole conversation. I wonder, I'm not even just trying to tie this in, but. I told you that I'm 60-40, 60 masculine, 40% <laughs> I know, I laughed when and you, you said that. I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 40 is fem- masculine. It's yes, masculine, yes, right? The 60, 40, but it's amazing. Yes, well, yeah. No, no, 60 is masculine. Oh, 60% masculine. But you masculine. know what? The numbers change. Just like everything <laughs> like, we said. Like, if you're getting your period. That's exactly. <laughs> I talk about getting a man period all the time. Really? I get a man period. I put on my yeah. favorite shirt and go like, why do I have boob shadow? And I <laughs> stay inside. <laughs> Val knows. I'm like, we don't call it the man period. I, I say right. I have to burn the day, that, which means like I'm going to lay low on this one. Like, I'm, like I got to burn this one. This one's not going to do anything yeah. for any of us. Yeah. Let's smoke pot and watch a yeah, movie. Yeah, like, just do nothing and nothing. Just hope to be okay. <laughs> nothing is going to happen today. Yeah. But your mix... and I, I don't know if you know your numbers. You don't. Have, that's not what I'm asking. But you're doing something. You're nurturing to say we all want this to go well. Yeah, is feminine. I would. I have a very strong feminine side. But, a very. But then turning your back to them yeah. and saying none of them could do this mm-hmm. is maybe the that's that's what I did with the dishes yeah. today. It's the most masculine. Yeah. Thing. So you're doing both, which I is am. one of the reasons you're such a delight. 
Thank you. <laughs> it, it's it's very confusing. Yes. Very. And I think a lot of people. To who? To, to me. Like, mm. it's like, am, am I, am I, like, just being like, am I gay? Am I straight? Am I male? Am I female? Right. What the fuck is going on? Right. I actually am so, I am so <laughs> un, um, compassionate towards trans people because mm. I get it. Like, I've felt like I'm in a male body. Not, I don't mean like anatomically, you know, like I should have a penis and whatever, I but I get it. I get feeling male. I think that's... And I can't yep. imagine how hard it is. I just can't even imagine how hard that is. Right. I think that's I, one, maybe, hopefully one of the reasons why people such as ourselves can find compassion because I identify with that too going like, I... Even something simple like, I'm from Boston but I don't feel like I'm from Boston. <laughs> It literally started you there. You feel like you're from Fire Island. <laughs> <laughs> from Chelsea or Fort Lauderdale. Is Fort Lauderdale a gay area? Oh, my God. Really? Very. I had no idea. Very. Lots of gay men. A lot of Lauderdaling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. I didn't know. Yeah. Isn't it, I think my parents go to Fort Lauderdale a lot. Well, that's Hello. telling. <laughs> Maybe that's why dad was in a bad mood all the time. <laughs> he was gay. Yeah. I think your dad. <laughs> this is how we find yeah, out. This is this podcast. We find out. But uh, that feeling of I don't feel like what people see is who I really am is yeah. one of the reasons why I didn't. I don't have a hard time going. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I feel like a lot of other people are, are really trying to lower their anxieties mm-hmm. by saying, no, mm-hmm. a penis is a man. Uh, steak is what men eat. Sports is what men do. Mm-hmm. Women uh, don't do comedy. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like all yeah. of those things. I don't think these people are monsters necessarily. I think they're scared mm-hmm. and frightened, and like all of us. And what they're doing to solve it is go. No, things are what they are. Right. It's black, <laughs> black and white, and this is what it is, and this is a man, and right, this is a woman, and right. really most of us are in between somewhere. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, it's true. The great, the, the, I've said it a million times, the great. The great example, I just mean big example I mm-hmm. always give, give is what if the president, what if you grew up in a world where everyone was bi, and it was cool to be bi, or you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd just be like, of course I'm bi. This is, this is ancient Rome. Yeah, that's, that, that's it, it. It's not a thought experiment. It happened. It like, did happen. We used the beginning to do that. of time, Since right? The beginning of time, pre-internet. Yeah. Now I was just thinking about this. Now we have, we still have a Pompeii type world. Like mm-hmm. if you ever go to Pompeii, it's all the prostitutes and there was all this fucking and everybody had a wife and a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Yeah. And there was a lot of sex work happening. And I was like, yeah, because they didn't have screens. We're yeah. doing the same thing. We're just doing it at home. I know. I We're mean, just that's watching right. video right. of what they did in Pompeii, right. jerking off and going, what if I was there? It's the same. We're the same fucking people. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Sense? Yeah, but just a lot of people are in denial and lying and, you know. Right. I feel like the most judgmental people are the ones who are hiding, you know, shit they're doing. Right. Which is really upsetting and annoying. But At least in Pompeii, you had to go... <laughs> And fuck something. Like, it wasn't your hand. Right. You went and fucked a small... Not a small boy. I shouldn't have said small boy. <laughs> I just meant like a... like a What's that? A Twinkie. Kind yeah, of. a twink. Like you got yep. to go out and have sex with a twink. Yep. Not a child. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Can we delete this? Can we delete the whole episode? Yeah. 
can we kill ourselves? <laughs> but you, you have a big heart for the trans community. I do. I mean, I, I really, um, I can't imagine how hard that is. I, I don't think anything's harder. That's just my personal opinion. I think that must be the hardest thing you have to, I think you'd have to deal with. It's evidenced by the fact that it's so, if, if it's so difficult, Culturally, socially, personally, on every level, on all the worst levels. I'm yeah. talking about introducing my parents to my big trusted yeah. girlfriend. That, right. fuck that. Right. Fuck that times a billion. Yeah. Yet, they still do it. How badly then did they want to do it? Did they need to do it? Not even want need, to do right. it. Need to do it. Well, it's the highest rate of suicide, I think, is trans people and, and you know, gay people. It's just, it's, and especially male to female. I just, oh God. Because it just it's doesn't hard. feel like, it's something that they have to do. Mm-hmm. And something, and if you really feel like you can't do it. I, so I, I sympathize and I don't know how you, yeah, I don't know how you don't do it if that's who you are. You know, it just must be so horrific. Right. Yeah. You, but you're the whole gay world. Not that, not that all trans people are gay, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. The, the whole uh, what, what what would you call your fan base? You uh, gay men love you. Yeah, I, I mean, I <laughs> That's what they I'm do. To say. They love female Jessica, comics. Gay men love you. <laughs> they do. They love the energy, Is there the power. Better the, than the gay male it's great. community. I'm, if they love female, that's the best. I told you I was in Wyoming two nights ago doing um, a fundraiser, and they were all like these. It was unbelievable. Was it a Fort Lauderdale crowd? No, it was the opposite. <laughs> it wasn't. You would. I mean, I. I'm saying I don't care what anyone thinks, but it's true. No one would ever know any of these men were gay. Ever, ever, ever. They were oh. all in cowboy hats, Wrangler. I mean, they were cowboys, right? And it was interesting for me. You know, I do shows for. <laughs> You're gay like men. I used to wear a holster. <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow your holster? Is that a six gun? Yeah. <laughs> so but these were very um, not traditional no, Manhattan roller no, skating gay. These not were, at all. They were camping, and I was in the wilderness. It was beautiful. I was this in Wyoming. This was Brokeback Mountain. It was Brokeback Mountain. That's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. They were all like that. Right. Interesting. Yeah. A whole yeah. different flavor of gay. Yeah. I don't even think. I don't think they're uh, most of them could live walking around like hey with you know. I it just right. It is so conservative. Interesting. And so homophobic. So that's that's the byproduct. Of, I would assume that of the environment. Yeah, totally. Because there is something. I mean, it, Manhattan is like you come, you realize you're gay, and you can be. I don't want to say, it, but there does seem to be a scale. I mean, if that's what we're talking about, yeah. it's like super duper gay. Like I'm yeah. gonna be out, like just out, flamboyant, flamboyant. Out. I guess is what we're talking. Yeah. about. Yeah. But these were like not flamboyant, not flamboyant at all, and they love you. They did, yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting for me because most gay men, you know, where I travel around, like they know a lot about the Jewish culture or like they didn't. I had to teach them. I, mean, I said, you guys know about Jewish. One of them was like, we watched the nanny. Like they, that's literally what he said. They, there was no Jewish people there. They don't live. Wow. So I was kind of like explaining stuff to See, them. See, if you bring in the Jews, you bring in some tolerance, you're going to get some more, hey. Yeah. Like it's, it's going it's yeah. to change everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. And uh, I felt like we kind of left something dangling, which was your story about Melissa. Which I knew you, you would get back you to made that, out. yeah, because you guys are still hard. Yeah, uh, I'm joking. It's, because it's I'm a, a wonderful interviewer. You are. <laughs> I, no, I, you please. know what? Most people wouldn't jump back to that. So I I'm impressed you that be, you did. I watched so many YouTube interviews that you've done. Mm-hmm. God in heaven, you're so funny. Thank you. you do, I'm mortified. You're so great, but you're also super hilarious in a way that it takes one to know one. I'm watching you do some like. <laughs> internet 
Montreal, sitting at a table. I know the table you're at. It's where the variety top 10 party is. <laughs> I don't even and know. And you don't, you clearly like, you're being a great sport, but I can see in your eyes you don't want to do it. And I was like, I watched so many interviews with you in prep for this. And I was like, I don't think you've ever done a good interview. <laughs> like, I don't think you've had your comeuppance with interviews. I've done a couple. Okay. Like with Will Anderson from Australia. Like, there's some comics there's some who are there. good. Yeah, they're good at it. Okay, but yeah, I was just most aren't. Clips. Ugh, <laughs> most, they're just horrible. Most, well, I watched something where like the person was literally just doing the questions is like, is it hard being a woman? In <laughs> like it's just like and it's you were talking about something else. Just, of course. How did you get started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. this show, it's how did you become a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I love talking about it because I, you know, people are always curious. It is interesting. It is the story. It, it's it's the story of realizing who you are and, and coming out is a very relatable thing, even if yeah. you're not gay. So it's a wonderful thing to share. Yeah. So you have the best night of your life making out with Melissa, but then you said you felt horrible. We both freaked out. We that both night? freaked out the next day because we were wasted. So we weren't freaking out that night. Did you, it was it just making out? Yeah. That time it was. <laughs> yeah. Melissa. Yeah. That was just making out. And then, you know, the feelings didn't change. They just got stronger, but we didn't even talk. About, oh, we did talk about it that week. And we both said, you know, we did that. But that doesn't mean that we're lesbian. Like, it was very clear that we were both like, that's not. Interesting. You know, I grew up in an area in New Jersey where people had a lot of money. And it was all about what you had and what you look like. I mean, that's where I grew up in mm. South Orange, New Jersey. So mm. I was so obsessed with what people thought about me. That's all I cared about mm. when I was 21. So I, it's, it's like, no way. I would have been okay with it. So you didn't want to be thought of as a no. Lesbian. Oh my god, no, not at all. Right. And then we we um. And neither did she. No. <laughs> and then when we went back to school, when we drove, we both drove back to Maryland together from New Jersey, and we went this to my is apartment. Like an erotic novel. I, it's great. <laughs> and I, I, I don't, I'm not even saying it's uh, arousing. I'm saying it is. <laughs> I agree. I I'm love the story. It's an it's, epic story. Yeah, it's a sorority thing. It's and like, then you go. We can't. Yes, forbidden we can't love. Do it. I'm from this part of Jersey. Yep. All I care about is what people think. I am not a lesbian. Right. And then I. And, and then, then you have a road trip. And then we went drove back to college together. Just four boobs jiggling in a car. <laughs> I love that it went to four boobs in a car. Just four tight ones. That's the best <laughs> laugh thing or whatever you're doing that I've ever heard. I want it as like my ringer. It's a, it's a celebration. It's a, it's great. I know. It's great. And we went back. We went to my apartment, which was empty. So and you're I in the road trip. a blanket. Did you talk about it in the, in the, on the no. road No. <clears throat> no. Radio I off? mean, we were still like in love with each other, still but we didn't talk close. about anything. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And drove, we hadn't kissed since the, nothing. And then we went to this uh, to my apartment, which was empty, <laughs> and brought like a blanket and pillows because we were staying for the night. And then school was starting, and we went at it. No, yeah. yeah we How went did at that it. start? Were you um, drunk again? We drank and Thank smoked you, pot. Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bong Hit. So really, Bong Hit. Yeah. Was that was that even like when someone goes? Was it a foregone conclusion that you would drink or was somebody kind of like, we both knew someone? that we were going to like, we kind of knew we didn't talk about it, but we knew we were going to get buzzed and something was going to happen. Like we just knew, Forbidden. but I didn't know what I was doing. This is, 
Yeah. The greatest. Yeah. So now you don't know what you're doing. What do you mean? In what way? Uh, sexually. Like I had like never slept with a one. I mean, I'd like done little things with friends. Right. But this is how I feel, by the way. <laughs> you still feel like that? I still that? feel this I do way. Too. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so you're like, you, you don't have uh, the knowledge or whatever, but you have no. the desire and now you're on the, a hardwood floor and you have some wine. I was you incredibly get less, attracted to her. Do you get less drunk this time? No, I'm sure, knowing me, I was wasted out of my mind. Really? Oh, yeah. Anytime I have to deal with feeling. I mean, of course. Because it's like people that like like to smoke when they drink. So mm-hmm. they have a drink just so they can smoke. And then at, at a certain point, they just have a sip and then they no, smoke. No, I drank and <laughs> smoked pot to be able to have be sex gay. with her. To, like, <laughs> to be able to be gay. <laughs> I needed to be gay. Yeah. So. <laughs> You had a Schlitz There was gag. no way I was like eating pussy unless I was wasted. Yes, I feel that way I'm too. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Stone cold sober. It's fine. It's not fine. It's wonderful. <laughs> I just You're like, it's okay. Loop. It's all right. No. I, yeah. I, well, all comedians are performers. Everybody, yeah. I feel, almost every guy I know enjoys doing that in the comedy community. Because we're, yeah. we, we, what do I want to get my dick sucked? I'm actually like a weird person. Really? That I don't like getting my uh, dick sucked. Because I'm like, what do I, what do I, what do I? You mean you'd rather please? I'd rather please. Me too. I'm very much like that. 60, 40. Very, very much. (laughs) I am the same exact way. It doesn't turn me on. I'll go down on her and I'll slide her a grilled cheese (laughs) just so she has something, (laughs) something to nibble on. (laughs) It's my woman's side. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best thing in the world. It's a podcast. <laughs> it's a, it's where it comes out. So you get drunk and stoned, mm-hmm. and you know what you're going to do, but it's unspoken. Mm-hmm. And we and attacked each other. You go harder this yes. time. Yes, <laughs> we did. We attacked each other. I mean, it was so long ago, but we definitely attacked each other. And now you're freestyling. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm just like whatever, like just doing what I'm. But I mean, but don't when you kind of know? Yes, like I've never been with a guy, say. but I've jerked off a man every day for most of my. That's life. That's what I'm saying. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I knew what I was doing with oral, but not with my hand. If that makes sense, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you knew. Wait, you knew what to do with oral, or you didn't know what to do with oral? I did know what to do with oral because I've been con- backwards. No, I I don't. Um, you know what? You know what's weird? I feel like with oral, <laughs> this is hilarious. This whole girl. I feel like with oral, it's like it's um, you kind of know more what to do when you're a woman with another woman. But women are very different when it comes to how they like to be fucked. Yeah, that's true. I see. Some you know some don't but like it that much. So some much. do. So I don't know. You know, I didn't know like at that point or that time what to do or how to do it. To or, be honest, I still don't. I don't know what actual lesbians are doing because to to your point earlier, yeah, I'm watching fake lesbians, right? So, so some like a finger, some don't like anything. Like really butchy women, really really butchy. A lot of them don't like you to enter them ever. That's, that's Tommy Johnny's joke. He goes, "You can play on the porch, but don't come in the house." Yeah, that's it's what he means true. about his butt. So some women feel it's the same thing. Or they're tussy. Yeah. <laughs> but she so some people are like don't go in yeah and some people want a lot some people want fast slow whatever yeah but i feel and i feel like that's kind of hard to you know i've experienced know. that a little bit yeah i know what you're talking about yeah. which is this is why dan savage says gay people have better sexes because they have to communicate yeah you like do two, have to communicate two men go in a room even if it is the the stereotypical thing what people think that is anal who who who's first 
Is you know, do you want that? You know what I mean? Oh, you have you to talk have about to it. You have to talk about right. it. So do we. But like this yeah. is where you get the stale marriage thing where it's like you're yeah. married for 50 years and she never had the courage and the guy never had the vulnerability to be like, is this was it Isn't working? Isn't that incredible to be together that long so and you never even talk about it? Because a dick can go in there and it's hot and wet and then he'll come and then you're kind of like, that was sex. And you're like, but maybe sex for you is someone really aggressively twisting your nipple. I don't know. <laughs> maybe yeah, that's, that's what it true. Is. That's and very that poor true. guy and that poor woman, just because the anatomy lines up and you can look in a biology book and yeah. just be like, well, that's what sex is. And then you never really get into that next level of what sex is for you. Right. But women... And it's different, obviously, for everybody. Right. Right. But women are having these conversations. They have to... I bet you can... Yes. You've been married for a while, but when you met a new woman, I'm assuming... You would have that conversation, some sort of conversation. You do have conversations. Do you like to wrestle? (laughs) Would you you like like to be pinned down? (laughs) How do you feel about blankets on the floor? Would you like to go on a road trip with me? (laughs) (laughs) So okay, back to the story. Yeah, so we we went you get at naked. We yep, we like attacked each other. Things happen. Yes. And then um, I was still freaking out a lot, but after yeah, yeah, and it was like it was this. This is amazing, but I we kept it a secret for three years. Can you believe that? Wow! And met in private. It's like people knew. Sorry, I just sold this movie to France. <laughs> this is like the best foreign. It's great. Film. It's great. <laughs> three years. Yeah, yeah. It was torture. Are you out? Yeah, it sounds. It terrible. was horrific. You're out of school at this point. I'm out of school. And she's still in school, and that's why it was a secret. Because, you know, the Jewish community, it's like everyone knew each other. You know, she was still in Maryland. I, I was in Jersey, so I didn't want, you know, she, and no one's gay. At this point, years ago, I mean, right. it wasn't, no one was out and gay. Right. Uh, in in the eight, late 80s, early 90s. Right. Just in my community, in my whatever. Right. So, um she was still there, and I was. So we would like date guys to make throw people off. I mean, it was really, really? insane. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, and the- like meet at hotels and then lie, and I was constantly lying and couldn't remember which who I told what to. And it's funny you were having an affair, but with not on your partner, right. on the idea of who you thought you were. Yes. You were cheating on who society thought you were. Exactly. And you're like, uh-huh, and then you And go I off. really cared what everyone thought about me. Well, how did you start to shed that? Because she graduated, and then um, I ended up telling my mom first. My mom cried and said, what kind this of- is incredible. She cried and said... The only thing I care about is that you can't live as a free person, that you can't walk down the street holding hands with someone. Like, it crushed her, like, broke mm. her heart that I had to live in a, you know, that it was a secret for so long. Like, she felt really bad. Uh-huh. Really, really bad. So she deeply empathized with you. Yeah. She got and it. And then I told, when I told my sister, and she she would say this to this day, she thought I was dying. Like, the way I explained it to her, she was, like, thought that I was dying. I'm like, you're, I was hysterically crying and just like, you're, this is going to be the worst oh, thing you've ever out. heard. Yeah. Yeah. It was so dramatic. Because that's and what you thought it was. Yeah. And you she was like, were. it's okay. Like, I, my family and friends have always been okay with it. I'm the one who's always, you know, felt like there's something wrong with me. Right. And you still feel that sometimes? I feel it less now than I did. but I don't feel it a lot now at all. But I still have some shame. Like, is there something just, wrong with me? Is, I'll just say that's how I can relate to that, too. Just yeah. having bread and butter, man, woman, <laughs> sex. Yeah. Sometimes I'm still kind of like... Just kind of uncomfortable that I'm trapped in this thing that wants things <laughs> like that. This body, yeah. And I'm like, you know, you, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just I a little bit thing. of. 
it's not that I think I'm gross or wrong or anything, but even as a straight, I'm, I'm putting straight in quotes, like normal, society's norm, I'm still kind of like, I get it. There's, it's deep in the so subconscious. Because you're so aware. Yeah. You, I feel like you're so aware. You know, most guys are like, of course I want to get, you know, fucker and get off. And right. That. But I, I get what you mean because you're so sensitive to other people. That's why and, the, the yeah. intimacy, the relationship yeah. and the sex, all three make a way more sex than, more sense than when I was just single and, and fucking course. people. And, I, and maybe it's the religious stuff, but I'm kind of like, this is kind of dirty. I'm like a dirty person. I, I have that too. <laughs> and I think there's something wrong with me. Yeah, I know. You know, it's like it's like why people that do gay conversion, they push that whole thing like your parents fucked you up. You know, if you just had a better relationship with your mom or your dad, you wouldn't be gay. And they really screw with people's heads. I mean, I yeah. know what people who've gone. Really? You know, and after they go, they're like, I'm not I, I'm or, you know, a lot of I have a friend who's orthodox and he's really led to believe that he did something in a past life. Like he's like, you know, hmm. he's he's being punished like he's gay and he's being punished and really? he really struggles with that. Yeah. It's horrible shit. It really is. That's troubling. I've always thought I should meet with a rabbi and just have like a half hour conversation to like have someone say it's okay. Yeah. Even though I'm not religious, I do feel in a certain way that I'm fucked. Like there's something wrong with me. Well, this is why we we need bigger things than ourselves to go to validate your feelings. And and a a good church and a good rabbi would give that to you. Yeah. And it's one of those embarrassing things that you're like, even though you might not be religious, you're still kind of like, I still kind of like it. It's like yeah. getting married. Yeah. It's like, why does it feel, I, I, I've talked about how good it felt to get engaged to Valerie. Why? We were already living together because yeah. we're liturgical. We like things to be witnessed and approved yeah. and celebrated. Yes. And for better or worse, that's what our psyches need. And you could use a standing ovation for being a lesbian, <laughs> like from, but yeah. from only rabbis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just someone to say you're not being pun. There's nothing wrong. God, you, like you were made this way. Right. It's, I mean, in my heart, I know I was made this way. Do you right. know what I'm saying? I yeah. know I was, and I'm grateful that I had the outlet and the people and the support to be able to just be who I am. You know what's interesting about that past life idea? The way that I understand karma and reincarnation which is, you know, in the Bible and you know, obviously in Hinduism, if I were gay and thought it was the, the result of a past life, I would think in my past life I must have been a homophobe. I must have been it's interesting. Yeah. like a guy that didn't understand. So the, what I'm thinking about a soul doing its work isn't a punishment. It's like, no, you need this experience because last time or a thousand times yeah. ago, you hated your gay son. Right. And now you're gay because you need to fill in that blank on your soul's test. That makes sense. It's, completely. So it's not like, fuck you, you're gay. It's, okay, now be a gay man. Right. right? Well, they're taught that it's, that in these programs, they're taught that, um, you know, that you're, you're, it's the same thing as being like having cystic, cystic fibrosis or, you know, horrible yeah. or retardation. Yeah, it's like God's punishing you. It's really horrible and sick. It is. Who did you know that got... Well, you don't have to tell me, but was yeah. it someone close to yes, you? Yes, very, very close to me. Convert. What is it called? Well, he went for conversion therapy. Conversion and he, therapy. And he grew up Orthodox, and we lived together at the time. And, like, you know, he became more religious, so he wasn't masturbating. I love telling the story. He didn't <laughs> masturbate for six months. He was such a fucking asshole. I'm like... If you don't jerk off soon, I'm going to jerk you off. Like, we're not going to be friends anymore. You have it's to. for the friendship. Yeah, you have to because you can't waste seed. I mean, I could. Onanism? 
You can't waste seed. Yeah. You know, so you can't jerk off. Well, that's off. Onan. They're, that's one of the few <sighs> Old Testament references. Because I was obsessed with masturbating as a religious person yeah. and how evil it was yeah. and how wrong it was. Yeah. I would try to stop myself from coming right at the last second because then it wouldn't count. Wow. Real crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think I've ever shared that before, but I didn't do that a lot. But it was because I was so convinced that I was evil and wrong. Yeah, so you get it. It's I the do same, get it. It's the same kind of thing. And then there was the story of Onan in the Old Testament, if your brother died in war and he was married, the brother was supposed to give that woman a baby with him. Right. So something like that. Yeah. I think. And he would pull out. It wasn't masturbating. He would pull out and it said, spilled his seed on the ground. And this is one of the few things we have in the Old Testament or the New Testament that talks about jerking off. But people go like, don't waste your seed. You got to hold on to it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, there is something in my mind to be said about like when you're not jerking off, you do have a little bit more life energy. I can say that as a man. Like when you come, you're just a little bit less there. Uh It's one of the reasons it's so great because it's not always great to be here. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so you got this orthodox non-jerking off grump in your house. Yeah. And he was at the same time. Being conversion, yeah, it was horrible to hear about what the things they would say to him and stuff. It's just very sad and upsetting. They tried to convince him that it was a. They would charge so much money, and they would really make it about your parents and how you were brought up, and that's why you're gay, or that you did something in a past life. You know, it's you're bad, and it's you're being punished, and Mm. or you you need to resolve things with your parents, and then you won't be. It's it's crazy. It is crazy. Like I mean, I when people say choose, like (laughs) who would choose that life? You know. Well, that goes back to the point we were making about the trans community. How badly yeah. do you need to do it? And and the gay community has that as well. It's like yeah. not kind of like, I really like pineapple on my pizza. It's like, I need pineapple on my pizza. Like, yeah. it's not pizza without it. Yeah. And I don't care if everyone hates pineapple on their pizza or thinks that's weird. Right. So that's very, very strange. So, okay, Melissa and you, get down yeah. and funky. Now you have yeah. three years where are you guys saying so, like I think we're lesbians? I think we're together secretly. No, I think it would. No, it was. Well, yes, we are together secretly, but it was more that it's just because it's it's because it's you. It's not because you're a woman. If whether you were one woman or a man, I would be with you. You know, there was no right. thing in my head that I was gay. Right. Um, well, which is which is kind of a beautiful thing, by mm-hmm. the way. It's like it is. I forget there was. I think it might have been Heath Ledger talking about making out with Jake Gyllenhaal, or maybe the other way. And it was being like, it was like kissing somebody that, uh, like a great person. Like, like yeah. it wasn't like super, people were all like, was that weird? You're not gay. And like, I, you know, I've, I've done some on-screen kissing and I'm like, no, this is like a great person that I like. Yeah. It's not like the same. So what I'm saying is you're transcending, you're seeing them as them and you're like, you happen to be a woman, but I'm in love with you. Yeah. That's, that is how I felt at the time. Yeah. And then the more I like became okay with it and experimented and like, you know, looked into the whole gay thing. I was like, gay. <laughs> See, I, but I never you say, gay. I, I never say I would, <laughs> would now I'm married, but I never say I would never be with a man again. Mm. Cause I don't feel that in my heart. Like I can't say that. Like I will never, ever, ever be with a man again. Right. Um, whereas some people would say that a lot of <laughs> because, lesbians. Would. Well, this is the plot of chasing Amy is the idea that you fall in love with a person and no, it wouldn't be falling in love. Uh-huh. It would be sexual. Oh, I me. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't say I would never sexually be with another man again, but, but I don't think I, I doubt I would ever fall in love with a right, man. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but you're open to the idea of a penis. 
Yeah. In a, yeah. In a sex toy way. Because it's because I'm a sexual person, so it's just uh, like about sex for me, but it's not right. an intimate. But you item. and this is a very private question, yeah, but okay. you and your wife have never invited a gentleman caller. No, I. She would. <laughs> gentleman. One of your Wyoming cowboys. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hey, how you girl doing? I really like the show. (laughs) Now, I've always had a fantasy of being with a guy and a girl at one time. It's just something I never did. I I told you this. I was with two women once, and I was not into it. Right. Um, Because I told you, I've had three ways, and I think it's because I'm so girly in that right way. In the way that (laughs) my dog sat next to you, two girls will sit next to me and be like, I think this one's safe. I think he's okay. You do seem safe like that. And the gateway for them to be a little lesbian with each other. You know what I mean? That's like the entryway. Like, I just kind of want to make out with my friend. If there's a dick in the room, for some reason... It's a little safer. Yeah, well, you're a people. safe person. <laughs> I mean, I think if it's someone like, yeah, come on, girl, like right. that, the whole man, like that's a not, natty ice kind I of man. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't. So Danielle and I will be here Tuesday night. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. I've always. I, that's something I've never done and been very like. Oh, that would be interesting. Like right. I would do it. Right. Um. But I think I would be with a couple. Like it wouldn't be me, my partner, and I. With you a man. don't want to be. Nah. Not into All it. All this sex stuff, it, it is a little bit playing with fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. when couples invite a third. I know people that want it to be, I don't know a lot of people that do that. Uh, I barely at all, but they don't want it to be somebody that they like. No, necessarily. Yeah, they want get it to be really, casual. Yeah. This is where you get your Jim Nortons where it's like, you got to keep it transactional. This is a fantasy. This is Pompeii shit. Let's just do it. And I, I don't need to see Carol ever, ever again. Yeah. I, I think it can get a little tricky yeah. with that. Dice. You know, like we were talking about the other day, like two women can end up falling in love or, you know, people end up having a threesome and then two people go off. I've had that happen with my and, friend. Yeah. Where it's like, oh shit, my wife's a lesbian. Yeah. And it's kind of like, and, and they feel like it's their fault or whatever. Right. And I'm they, like, it was dad, their idea. Like, shit. I had that night and they really got into each other. And it's, it's, Ooh, it's, that's it's tough. tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. That is tricky. You have to make sure everybody, I, I just give three way tips. Everybody <laughs> needs to feel welcome. <laughs> Cracking jokes is nice. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Three, oh, go. What, what, you had some? No, I was going to say, like, it's, it, I think if you talk about it before and have boundaries, it probably would be easier if you didn't know the other person. I mean, that's just, right. maybe I'm wrong. But. And then you're back to the, the Dan Savage gay thing. It's like communication. Yeah. It, 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 like, it starts with some sort of, like, let's talk about what this is. Right. Because I can't have a fatal attraction thing going yeah. on here or whatever it is. Yeah. But unfortunately, hearts, you know, they're fickle. You can right. You can be totally like, yeah, I, I just want to have sex with you and it's casual and then you, that moment in the movie where they you see on their face oh no i'm in love with steve right you know or I mean? you want to keep having sex with that person I mean, right. it could just be a sexual thing True that's that. not okay either i so. also think there this is a maybe a care uh what's it called a carryover something that i still have from being a, a, a christian when i was growing up is the idea that like sex is like glue for love Mm-hmm. And I do think there's something about like a lot of fucking can lead to feelings. I don't think that's that crazy to say. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And yeah. and that's kind of beyond ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's it's not rational. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh no. It's chem it literally is chemical. It is chemical and energy. I just think there's just energy and it's hard to pheromones. Yeah. The way it's people so smell real. and all that stuff. Everything. We talk about this all the time, but they did t shirt dating, you sleep in a t shirt for three days, you put it in a bag, and then people would smell it. Oh, that's so interesting. And yeah. it, it was 
was like hugely successful. The people that liked the way they smelled, there'd be a photo too, which is one of the things uh-huh. you'd go on a date with that person. It sounds a little weird. I think the reason it sounds weird is we don't like to admit how animal we are. Oh, we're such animals. <laughs> I mean, I feel like an animal. Yes. I have to constantly control myself. <laughs> I do. In what way? Not just sex. Well, yeah, in every way. Yeah. I just want more and more and more. That's what I mean about that hole. Like, right. I, I've used a lot of things to try and be okay, and it, nothing Was that worth. a food thing for you? Because you everything, lost so food. much weight. Oh, my God. Food. That's great. A, thank you. At times, gambling. Everything. Drugs, alcohol. Really? Women. Men, yeah. I, it's like, I, yeah, anything to just not feel. The hungry ghost. Yeah, I, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this because I'm not religious, but my only, the only thing that has ever given me peace is a connection with a higher power. That's crazy. Is praying, is, it's, it's the only thing that's ever worked you're, for me. I ever. Mean, you're, right on, you're right in my lane. Yep. Because I struggle with feeling, sometimes if I'm like low and I'm in the middle of making my own show and everything's great and Val's yeah. great and I'm just like, it's because, there's this quote. I'm going to read you this quote. It's on my fridge. Oops, sorry. This quote changed my life. Now, this isn't the full quote. It doesn't matter. This is Ram Dass, uh, he, which is, he's like a spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm. He goes, and though I played that game as hard as I knew how, for all the points I knew how to collect, all the pussy, all the gambling, yeah, yeah, everything. all the comedy, all the laughs, there was in me, despite my psychoanalysis, the very gnawing uneasiness that I was missing something, a malaise. And I'm like, okay, go on. <laughs> And when we experience a malaise in our culture, we tend to treat that malaise as if it's our fault. We treat it as if it's our neurosis, as if it's our lack of adaptability to the existing culture, which must be right because there's so many of them. Mm. And I keep trying to readapt my being to try and fit into the gratification patterns that the culture was offering me. Buy more shit, have more orgies, Mm -hmm. drink more, eat more, all Mm -hmm. that shit. And it just wasn't working. Perhaps my malaise... I kind of jumped to the end because I ran out of room on the card. <laughs> like John Mulaney's happy Hilarious. birthday bit. I, just, I was like, I have to wrap this up. Perhaps my malaise, my discomfort was not just my pathology, but it, was a, but it was a deeper something in me attempting to awaken. I should see it as something graceful to be honored. Literally meaning grace. So like you mm-hmm. being dissatisfied mm-hmm. with gambling, drugs, women, and, and alcohol, or food, or whatever it was, yeah. actually is grace. It's something tapping on your glass and going there's something inside it's not just about collecting the points and that's why i put it on the fridge i was like it's so true the true happiness and true peace is going inside yeah because playing for all the points how many times do we have to hear the story of the guy that makes a hundred million dollars oh i know and goes like i'm still miserable oh my god i know a ton of people right yeah like Jim Carrey, I love saying the quote. He goes, I wish everybody could become rich and famous just so they realize that's not what makes people happy. I know. I love that. It's, true. Like it's still it's the problem. It's so true. The problem is there isn't really a problem. It's just a game that we're playing. Yeah. And the clue that you're off is a malaise, is a depression, is that hungry ghost feeling. Everything goes in, but nothing fills you up. Big old belly, thin neck, nothing gets in. Yeah. And that's how I feel. And one of the things that always makes me feel better is to do things for other people, get out of myself. That's it. And those things are very self, you know, like, I'm going to drink more. I'm going to gamble more. It's very, like, filling that selfish But this is what hole. we've been taught. Yeah. It's, it's an individ- I know. individualistic society. Mm-hmm. Get more, hoard it. 
Mm-hmm. Don't share. I was just watching a Russell Brand thing where he was like, I'm happy when I'm being kind to other people. Yeah. And I was like, shit. Yeah. It's so simple. For a bigger, higher, uh, higher self-esteem, do esteemable things, you know. It's <laughs> what really is that? true. What is that? That's great. It's just like, do if you do more esteemable things, you're going to have a better self-image. You're going to feel better about yourself. Things you know? that will... Good things, yeah, like help someone. You know, my, right. I used to. A friend of mine said, "Do something good for someone every day. Just something, right? Like just something esteemable. Yes. Some, like you know, I gotta say, help I, someone carry a bag. Anything. I think absolutely, yeah. And and when it's at its best, comedy can be that because we were we were both at the cellar last night. And I was on stage and I was doing you know obviously a joke I had told before, and there's a woman in the front row laughing in a way that it was like this huge. It sounded like a bird or something. Yeah. It was like. And I hadn't heard her doing it the whole night. And I was like, this is a special thing. And I, I think that's why I'm in a good mood today because I'm like, yes, I got something out of it. But the longer I do comedy, the more you're aware that people are in pain and people need a night out and they need to laugh and blow off steam because I've been that person. Now I've been like stressed out enough to know what it's like to need a laugh. Mm-hmm. And that can be carrying a bag for somebody, which is yeah. one of the reasons why comedy can be so... Well, I Wonderful. just felt even emotional when you were just saying that about that woman because I can relate to that so much. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if I get a standing ovation, if people are like, can I take a picture? None of that phases me, I swear. <laughs> it doesn't even phase me. But when someone comes up to me, I've had people crying mm. and say, you don't understand. I have not laughed like that in years. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what it's, you just did for me. I, I can't. There's nothing that feels better than yeah, that. Yeah. Nothing. That's, no amount of anything. That's deathbed stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're on yeah. your way out and you're like, did. I do okay right you'll think of that yeah it's not going to be the photos no. or, or the fame or whatever it's yeah. going to be that woman you're absolutely right what did you just make me think of especially the kind of comedy you do that's what I was thinking yeah you do a I don't it sounds it's a big yeah and I love doing faces. In fact, I'm obsessed with trying to, I call them playground bits. You build the playground, and then you just play on it as much yeah. as you want. We've established that this face or this sound is very funny. And now I'm going to play with you, this audience, mm-hmm. in real time and use those ingredients that we've already established that we like mm-hmm. until you're wetting yourself. And, and that's what you do. So I have to imagine it's not people sitting and going, oh, what a clever pun. Or something, you know what I mean? No, not at all. It's, and and it's I mean not. this as a compliment. You're up there banging a big drum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's something animalistic. Yeah. I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Because you, you were talking about feeling like an animal. There's something satisfying to the animal in us to go, let's just jump in the pool. Let's, yeah. let's not float on a thing on the pool. Yeah. What if we went in and we're big and we're loud and you make these faces. I know, I'm sure everyone talks about your faces, but you're just like... Yeah, and I've been put down geez, for it, too. I mean, I've that? definitely been Who put down. Who are these monsters? Well, there's some <laughs> comics. There's some male. It's mostly male. Like, I mean, most people get it and love it. And it's like funny. Like, even like... Um, uh, <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think like even Attell has said I love what you, you know people who I'm like opposite of, you know who just stand right. and tell you I mean he's right. the most brilliant person you of know. course but, but he uh, is Kevin Brennan like Kevin Brennan will stand and watch every set I do and wow. you can't even talk about someone who's more opposite right it's like, but it's authentic you're yes, not doing yes. it because you think it works that's no, what people don't like I'm not at all no but I've made faces and been silly my entire life I used right. to sit as a kid and look in front of it and it's something I'm good at well when you do a face so, I see 12 year old Jessica. Yeah, yeah. That's what rings uh, true. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. You Thank go, there, you. there she is. But if somebody goes up, it's one of the reasons we don't like guitar comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because you're doing that because it works. Yeah. We know that music 
I could take that guitar. I do it with Val all the time because she doesn't mind if I'm hack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll take the guitar down and sing stupid songs and it's so fun and silly. But then there are guitar comics who do it because you're like, no, that just is a guy who should be playing the guitar. It's right. Right. It's not, he didn't take it like a cheat code and you don't do faces and I'm a face person too. We both do it because that's who we were yeah, growing I mean, Pete, up. I was told to be quiet and shut up and calm down my entire life. Like we didn't talk <laughs> about this, what? but my mom, well, first of all, my mom is a therapist who saw clients in the house. Yes. Like, I don't know if you ever saw me talk about this. So I talk about it a lot. I so saw, she had I, clients in the basement. So I had to be quiet. My entire <laughs> life to this day, she sees clients in the house. Really? So it was always like, you be quiet so I can help other people. And I felt very... Um, close, you know, shut down. And if I was too wild, it was like, you're too wild, calm down. I was like constantly being told to be quiet and not be my true self and mm. be loud. So when, or do anything. So just shake So when I go on stage, camp. it's like, <laughs> I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I don't want anyone telling me. It's like the one place I feel like I can really <clears throat> just say what I want and be big and loud and, right. you know, um, there's no basement anymore. No, no, and just be who I want to be, and I and I I love that. It's, yeah, it's so freeing for me. So your mother was very nurturing, though, very kind. Not very Not nurturing. nurturing. She's an amazingly kind person, but she wasn't around a lot when I was growing up. Um, she, she was, was working? she was working, and she was focused on fixing the world. It sounds like a fable or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like you have the woman who can help. Yeah. And then but she's elsewhere helping others. Right. Constantly. She worked for Est. I don't know if you know what Est is. No. Some people that are older. It's very it's like a self-improvement huge seminar thing this guy Werner Earhart. My mom worked for him for free. So she would go make calls every night. So we were just home, you know, like with the nanny and um and mm. you know, I kind of miss that that mom nurturing thing. I mean, again, she's an amazing, beautiful person. She doesn't have a mean bone in her body, but she wasn't I mean, she was young. I don't know if she was like prepared to have kids and she right. was going for a master's and learning to be a therapist. But a great you know, she has always from the day I can remember sent me to like all these seminars and therapists. So I've been very therapatized. Did you feel like she outsourced? Yes, totally. (laughs) There was different guru. This person will fix me. Hmm. When really I was looking for to have that relationship with her. Right. And then that put the, again, I'm not even trying to be funny. It's why you're funny. Yeah. I believe that. I I was vying for my father's attention. Yeah. He was working all the time. Yeah. And I had the over love, I say. It just means a lot, a lot, a lot of boundaryless love from my mother. (laughs) But your dad wasn't. He was around. Um, he he, you know, took care of us a lot. But he what you know, he didn't have a ton of tools. So, um, you know, he was he was great. He would show up and help us. But he would you know wasn't patient sometimes and was critical and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so you kind of had two people you were trying to. Oh, totally! Get I was like, attention. see me, see me, see me constantly. <laughs> this is why you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's why I became a class clown, and and then I realized at a very young age the power of humor. If you can make people laugh, you can. You're in. Oof, that's it. They'll let you on a flight. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> it's like okay, you, you're you're popular. You're you know, right. You're the class clown. Right, right, right. So people always loved me for that. But I mean, I, were you this? I was the soft kid in my class. <laughs> I guess the doughy kid was that a factor too? I was, but I never was as heavy as I thought I was. You know, again, it was it's all so about looks funny. and being, you know, being looking Jed Abbott, good. And Jed and I laughed about that. You look at old photos of yourself and you're like, I, if there should be a camera that takes photos of how you think you look. <laughs> 
That is so true. It's true. I was like, I was thrown into diets and therapy. It really Really? fucked me up. Yeah. I was obsessed with that too. And my therapist thinks one of, I'm very, the reason I'm soft is because I like to drink. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm very obsessed with like nutrition and stuff. And my therapist, Dr. Gary Penn, whose book is available now. And I miss him so bad. I haven't seen him in months because we're here. Um, He was like, I do think there's something about the juicing and the cleansing that you're trying to like get rid of some psychological stuff. Oh, I do too. And put distance between me and my family. Yeah. Because I don't know. There's just a need to be like, I'm not, I'm not like, I love my parents. Let's get that out of the way. But I want to be not like them. So I'm like eating kale. Yeah. I, I get it. I mean, I blew up to piss them off. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I was I was thrown into. First of all, I went to Est when I was ten years old. This is an amazing thing. I was at a children's seminar. It was very militant, and I. This is a great story. It's just like <laughs> they passed a microphone around and had every all the kids talk. I was ten, oh and they were like, God. "What's your deal? You know, you haven't spoken." And I th- I must have said something like, "My parents fight all the time. It's very hard at home." And the next thing you know, I'm walking around a stage with a huge sign that said "Victim." <laughs> Oh, is that not amazing? Yeah, it's great. They it's gave great. you a sign that says, "Yeah, victim. if that's not gonna fuck you up." Wow, it was like I shared something and then had to wear a sign. Like it was all about taking responsibility. I was ten. Wow, you know. So is- I was, and then I went to this guru, <laughs> this therapist, and was con- so I never really knew what I really felt or what was going on. You were borrowing other people's Yes, always. Self-help books, this, there, everyone. I never, I mean, I still am trying to figure out who I am. That's what Ramdas says. He was, he did some psychotherapy and stuff and taught it a little bit. And he said, like, you start to panic with who you are. So you see a therapist so they can teach you how to like delude them, delude yourself the way they're deluding themselves. It's right, like, right. Join it's me in my thing. delusion. That's true. <laughs> like, look at the world that I, the way I look at it. Yeah. But it, deep down, we're all, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And right. it's so, it's so, especially people like you and me, 10, 15 minutes later, you could be a different person or whatever. You're just feeling different all the time. So it's hard to just say, I'll swallow this person's rhetoric and, and be fixed. Yeah. But of course. Especially you if you're a kid. And then I was, I was maybe five or 10 pounds overweight and my parents threw me into diets. That was the, oh my God. Well, that's a psychological it's bad. burden right It was there. bad. I was put on like diet center. But it was attention though. I mean, if it you're was, looking for you're attention. Right. And when I ate well, they gave me a lot of attention. Oh. You know. The, I also oh, thought the negative attention of. The, well, that I figured out quickly. Yeah. That the negative was much more attention than the positive. That's right. So if you, if you beefed out a little bit. Of course. And I went on diets and then I, would, I went to fat camp i mean i talk about that on stage for four years i went to fat camp were you the most popular i was the most i say i said it last night at the cellar because i was the thinnest so i was really that that's how the lord of the flies works at fat camp the thinnest person well i yeah i think like i was athletic and thin and funny and i mean i was not that fat to go to fat camp trust me when i see like you go i love that you and judd talk because when i see pictures i'm like i cannot believe that i went to fat camp at that weight yeah like i look thin i'm sure but it was just about looking perfect wow you know i had to look perfect being in this jewish someone told you yeah you learned that yeah and i had a great time i mean these kids were incredible i think i still like to go to fat it's great it was great but my (laughs) like a shared vision it was in the berkshires (laughs) 
And my, we have a house there, and so do all my parents' friends. So they would all drive. Well, I had to go for a walk every morning, three miles. Oh. It was like, dang, 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 and then I had to go for a walk next to the pasture. I'm not even kidding. Like, there would be hundreds of fat kids just walking next to <laughs> like, cows. And- I believe it's technically called a herd. <laughs> <laughs> a herd of fat kids. <laughs> Is that offensive? No, I say that. I say we were holding on to each other's tails going up the up the hill. And my mom, my parents and all their friends would drive by in like their Mercedes and be like, uh-uh, hi, Jesse, like while I'm on. It's like horrible. Uh, did it work? It, I, I would like get thin and then I would go work. back. Can you, you imagine how hard the horrible this is? This is in my teen years. And I would go back to school skinny. Mm. You know, it's yes. like when you're going through puberty and all that shit. And then I would slowly gain back what I had lost plus the exact amount more. Right. So I would be fatter every year when I went back to camp and then lose it all. And so it was insane. I didn't learn anything. Yeah. I I just found out uh, Dr. Furman, this guy, did the podcast. He gave a talk where he was talking about when you gain weight and then you lose it, Mm -hmm. what you're not losing is the fat that's underneath your and mixed in with your organs. Like you're getting more and more of that. It's like it's like bad to gain and lose. He was like, you'd be better off just to be fat consistently. Yeah, I've heard that many times. And go up and down, up and down, up and down. It's like quitting smoking and then you start again. Mm -hmm. That'll like kill you faster than if you had just smoked the whole time. Right. Right, which is yeah. kind of crazy. It's true, but I, I, it makes sense, and I, I, I just realized that. I actually don't know if that cigarette thing is true, but I do know there's some. We'll people pretend that, like, like it is. It could be true. Yeah. I, just when you're dealing with life and death, I don't want anyone to take that as gospel. I anyone knew... who just started smoking again, they're like, I'm going to die <laughs> yeah. the next day or two. <laughs> also, there's no smoker that hasn't quit and gone back. I'm talking about people that stop for like 30 years yeah. and then they come back. It's sometimes your body's like, "Fuck, man, we can't do this again." Yeah. Yeah, same with drinking. People who've like drank to the point where they were dying, right? And then they stop, and then they start again. And that's where they left off. Oh yeah, that's heroin. That that is how you die with heroin. Yeah, I mean that is you go back and you do what you did within one night. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yikes! So fat camp would work. How long was it? I went for four years, two months a year. It's two months. The summer. The whole you go the whole summer. How many? How many fat activities? Fat activities. Could they plan for a whole summer? Oh, my God. I mean, it was, I tell you, it was a blast. I mean, you would exercise Yay. constantly and play games, and then there was art. There was there was everything. Oh, my I mean, We God. did plays. We did, you know. See, I it, bet it is great. It was great. As the, it, the fat kid in my class, again, looking back, not that fat, but I was the fattest. Yeah. So that's how school works. Yeah. And then you're the fat kid. I, I can't imagine the bubbly personalities, because you're forced, you know, it's a cliche, but you're forced to kind of compensate in some way i'm sure your plays were like broadway level <laughs> like yeah. fat hamlet is everything amazing. was famlet <laughs> everything was amazing because we were all so like such please needs to lay off the hamlet <laughs> <laughs> maybe try the leaner hamlet yeah i mean the jokes about it you know when when i was doing it the cellar and it would just bomb one after because people felt bad which would drive me crazy because i had a really good time they go oh fat yeah, camp. yeah like i hate that but it's just camp with a bunch I know, of fans right so and one time rachel feinstein and <laughs> amy schumer were watching me and they were like jessica if you stop doing that material i'll kill you like it's that's so, so good you know, and you i didn't... say we would play games like try to hide and seek <laughs> It was My just really funny. God. I mean, there's so much material. Such a good joke. Yeah. It's Try just to hide like, and You know, see. like, I can see you behind the barn. You need to find a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of them were enormous. <laughs> I don't know why some of them were enormous. Sounds so dismissive. 
Some of them. It was like some, you people. Some should be killed, but most of <laughs> Some of them were real large. They were. I'm sure. They needed their own bunk. And I mean, did it work were, for them? Well, I've seen some of them. They come to my shows, and some have, have are thin now, really? and some are still very heavy. I would assume it would be hard. For, you know, it it's it's tough. It what was did you tough... do to – you didn't go back to Fat Camp as a grown-up, because I was watching your old Tonight Show, and you, you look fabulous. Oh, I lost 100 pounds. Thank you. Yeah. I lost it four years ago, but I completely – You also look fabulous when you were 100 pounds heavier, by the way. I Thank you. I, I didn't, but that's very sweet. I know. I mean, I, I – I don't want to be too – it's good to be thin, I and it's it. ugly to be fat – because it's not, you yeah. know, I like Rubenesque women. I think I look like, thank you. But you, what I did you I think I looked, I didn't look well, let's put it that way. I did not it wasn't the healthiest feel well. Look. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'll, so I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> you're like, all right, let's be your, honest, you look like Your mother house. and I were worried. <laughs> <laughs> well, my parents had huge stuff with it because boy well i grew up in the country club you know uh-huh. i'm telling you it was all about looking good and <laughs> having what everyone else has and then you i walk in and it was a real fuck you wow i mean now that i'm a parent i see it it's a fuck you there are people in my family my yeah. I, i've said this before my mom is a bit of a fattest <laughs> she's, yeah she's a little i think i would say that if she was here and she'd be i am not i'm like mom of course you are and yeah so i i've seen in my family some weight-related rebellions. Yeah. I don't want to get into more details because yeah. they're not my details to share, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to piss, if you want to piss off your parents, I mean, it's, right. it, and it makes it, when you're a kid, it's like, oh, they did something. I mean, when you see a heavy kid, that's, uh, for me, it's the first thing I think. Is the parents, What's going on in the house? Well, eating what's your feelings. Wrong. Yeah, of course. You're right. Yeah. I, I forget who I heard say it. It's like, there's, it's, it's, it has a lot to do with emotion. A lot. It's yeah. everything. Self-medicating. Yeah. It's very hard for me to treat myself good. You know, I struggle with it every day. It's hard. Right. I want to be the rabbi that's like, there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) But I don't wake up thinking, oh, I'm going to, you know, exercise because it's going to make me feel good. Like, I have to really work on that. And I have. We talk about this all the time. It's crazy. You know exercise will feel good. Mm -hmm. Like even when you said a three mile walk, I was like, I haven't gone on a walk in a while and I love walks and Tony Robbins. I'm sure you've been around the Tony Robbins. mill. Uh, he's like when you're in state, remember So when you're on a walk and you get that good feeling, you have to tell your brain, this is a walk. This is what a walk feels like. Yeah. But because you're really trying to teach yourself that what's good for you is what you want, but your brain and your body always want different things. Yeah. It's just really, I'm the same way. I know when I'm at my best, there's this little hike I go on around my house. Val and I always talk about it. We're like, why don't we just do it every day? We love it. You get sun. You get exercise. It's not too hard. And the day is better. You started the day with like a good thing and then you make better choices the whole day. Mm-hmm. And then you're also just – and then I go, oh, no, let's burn the day and I'm eating like a pizza. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Some people wake up and it's like immediately what they think about. I'm going to go for a walk because it right. make me feel better. I've never done that. I think that tends to more of a Vulcan brain. Yeah. They're just kind of like – I think you and I are emotional people. Yeah. So it's just kind of like you're not like, well, it makes sense. Why wouldn't I do it? Of course. I'm like, and I know I, it makes I sense. I forget a lot. That I, sounds crazy, but I forget. <laughs> you I'm forget like, what? I, I, I was going to take a walk yesterday and I forgot to. Like it's so out of my thought <laughs> right. that I have to co- sometimes put up post-it notes, take a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get That's I, how extreme it is. I put up post-it notes. Oh, this is – I'm surprised I haven't talked about this. I don't have one now because I'm doing well now. But I'll be like, these are the things that make me happy. And it'll be like read, and then a yeah, little black. Yeah, that's the and same the day, exact thing. Walk, exercise, meditate, 
hate right. uh, this, this, this. And I would give myself points because if I don't do that, I literally don't know. And I forget what makes me happy. That's right. And the next uh, thing I know, I'm depressed. And I'm like, well, you haven't done the five things that make you right. happy. And then there's some people that's all they think about. You right. know, I know them. You do too. Right. There's some people like their whole day is based on what they can do to feel better. And they do it. Yeah. Whereas you and I are like, maybe an orange. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like easy things. Maybe I should clean my ear with a Q-tip yeah. and that'll make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many times am I going to guess, draw the blinds and watch a movie before I realize it's not working? <laughs> Isolate. That'll Nap. make me feel... Oh, yeah. Napping's extreme. But it's hard. You know, like sometimes... Like this morning I went out, the river's right over there and I sat by the water with the dog and... I was just like, this is glorious. It was windy, and I was mm-hmm. watching children play, and I was so happy. And I was like, why don't I do this all the time? And I was like, Pete, sometimes you can't. Like, you just don't. Like, you feel purple. Mm-hmm. And yeah. today I felt green. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, and green Pete goes, what the fuck's wrong with purple Pete? And purple Pete goes, there's a green Pete? Like, yeah. he forgets about him completely. I know. I'm the same exact way. Yeah. I really have to think about it and work on it and be conscious about it. Does stand-up help you stay green? Oh, my God. Right? So much. If when I don't perform, I'm not okay. What do it's, people who don't do stand up? Do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's my therapy. I'm really not. I don't do well when I don't do it for a while. I'm I hear get you. Very depressed. Yes. Very. Get, and that's another thing. Val will go. You need to do a set. It's one of the reasons I'm mad. Danielle says that too. You have, you have. She it. says the same thing. Go, you haven't been on stage. Yeah. It'll be like four or five days. I'm like, oh, I'm depressed. She's yeah. Like, because you haven't done what you need. Baby needs his bottle. Oh, Go do she it. She does, great. She doesn't say that, but I, you know, I punch up her, her stories. <laughs> <laughs> I was, the minute you said that, I'm like, she's incredible. Baby needs his bottle. Like, that's no, Val, a beautiful I, thing. I always say, Val is 30% funnier than me. She really is. And what it is, yeah. is I'll make a joke and then she always takes what I was trying to say and then heightens it and makes it better. It's, it's absolutely true. Yeah. There's a, I, I see a lot of guys, especially with girlfriends, try and be like, no, she's really funny. Like for yeah. some reason, they, t- they really want to convince themselves that, they, that their girlfriends are funny. Yeah. And I, I, let's not talk about other people. I've done that. Where I'm like, she's great. She's hilarious. And, and really, you're like embarrassed sometimes. I'm thinking about one specific person. Anyway, uh, she's super dupes funny. How did we get there? So three years, secret loves. Then what? You came out. What happens to Melissa? So, Melissa, I moved to Northampton, Massachusetts, because it's like a ton of lesbians, and uh-huh. I was so lost, and I, I sold pot there. Isn't this crazy? You, what? Did, where is I, your show? Yeah. Hello, FX. I know. Ring-a-ring-ring-dingy. <laughs> Ring-a-ring-ring-dingy. <laughs> I'm working on it. This is all the story. It's, it it writes it's itself. All, I know. The therapy thing. It writes I know. itself. I know. Who do we cast as young Jessica? I, I Listen, I, <laughs> I've been trying. I mean, I'm working on it. I'm working on a whole thing about it. But oh, it's good. really it's really true. I, I um, moved to Northampton, Massachusetts. And then when she moved there, it was I was selling pot. I had pot sent to me from California. It's so crazy. I can't even believe I did this. They would mail it But I was it a you. major pothead. Yes. And now, I mean... Can you imagine now with it? But this was years ago. Yeah. I had pounds. I was a dealer to the dealers. I had pounds of pot sent to me. What is that called? You're the distributor. Yeah. I like you signed were the for it and opened it and got a scale out and like weighed pot. And I lived off of that for years. You? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's crazy. The newly out Jessica Kears. Yeah, I was moves. so I was so depressed and like so mm. in a bad place about mm. just who I was and confused and and weed can sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes weed. I, I I'm like fifty fifty. Yeah. Sometimes I take it and I'm just like, 
why don't I smoke all the time? And then I'll smoke the next day and I go, this is why I don't smoke all the time. Not because it's bad, but because it doesn't work in the way that I, I think it just amplifies oh, how make, I already feel. It can make you feel. more anxious That's or what it I mean. can calm you down. I know I'm the same way. It can also I mean, make me more depressed. Me too. Like a little bit foggier the yeah. next day, a little bit like duller. Yeah. Or... I've had it be the opposite. Right. The best, some of the best podcasts I've ever recorded. I'm like, I smoked pot last night as an apology. And sometimes I'm like, I'm having fun. I smoked pot last night. I'm, <laughs> I'm off the hinges. It's great. Yeah. So it's either way. But when you were low and you're dealing pounds and pounds of weed to Northampton, was the weed getting in the way or was that not really a thing? Well, I mean, I smoked 24 hours a day, but um, <laughs> I did very too- risky things. I don't know a lot, but I think you're not supposed to get high in your own supply. No, it you're rhymes. not. I mean, it's kind of like well, it rhymes. <laughs> it rhymes, so it you're, must be true. I think. Well, I got high for free, obviously, right. and I also um, just constantly isolated and just soul. Po- I you know, was just right. depressed and making a good living. I mean, yeah, don't drug dealers Cash? make a lot of oh money? Oh my god, I made a ton of money. Did you have Jason Bateman launder it? It's an Ozark <laughs> joke. It's a dumb no. joke. <laughs> but so you just have your cash rich. You're paying your rent. You yeah, don't and have like taxes. She, yeah, and she moved there, and then we just... Melissa, so you're still in love with Melissa? Yes, but I was not, um, you know, I was like so screwed up and not okay in my own life. She's a great person. I mean, she was an amazing person, mm. but I, she was too good. Like, Is I wasn't good living? at the time. Yeah, she's married. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I killed her. <laughs> I a lot of past she, she was of great. She was oh, so yeah. special. She was very sweet she before she jumped. With us? <laughs> <laughs> she's so she's Melissa is still here. She is. She's married to a woman? Yes. Okay. And they have two kids. Uh-huh. And they still live in Northampton. No way. Yeah. Still smoking that brick of pot you gave <laughs> no, them all those years ago. Yeah, chipping no. away. Yeah. So okay, so what happens? I, I mean, I, And we were together for happens, like 6 but... or 7 years, but I, you know, was not I couldn't commit. I was, you know, all screwed up. Right. Just wasn't. Lesbian stereotype long relationships. They do. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I say you can be with a woman for seven years and you haven't had sex in five. You know, you just keep trying to make it work. It's really? lesbian bed death. You just become lesbian friends. That's what it's called. Death. Yeah. You have lesbian to really work death. on it or else it becomes like more of a friendship. Interesting. You can imagine that. Yes, it's, I can imagine yeah. that. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about, those yeah. frigid. But I could see it drying up because, again, traditionally feminine energy, nurturing, mm-hmm. wanting it to work, compassionate, all these good things, open-hearted, their potential to see something peter out for a very right. long time. Right. Like you cuddle a lot and you, right. you know, are all over each other, but there's not like sex after a while. You right. have to really make sure that you work on that. Right. Very easy to lose that with two women. Mm. I want, That's interesting. I guess that is the benefit of like a real masculine man. Yeah. It's just like. I know we're having problems, but look at my dick. <laughs> I still want it. Yeah. And then that yeah. is and enough. You're going to have to fuck me whether you're not happy with me. You know, it's like, <laughs> just got to do it. I need my needs met. Yeah. Baby needs his bottle. Yeah. But women, like, you know, you have to keep connecting and, oh, well, I don't feel close to you and we have to get closer to have sex. It's a whole thing. Right. Right. You know, we don't care as much about I'm not saying all women. I'm saying a lot of women don't care as much about sex. Right. So you have to just do it. Well, it's it's kind of another stereotype. It's like you need the backstory. So yeah. it's it's not just the fucking. No. Although I'm sure lesbians fuck and just everybody can fuck. But there has to be like, not literally, but like the dinner. There needs to be the connection. There needs to yeah, be the like, you are know, you? you're with women. I exactly. Mean, it's, yes. 
I'm half of a lesbian relationship. I ruin it <laughs> with my anatomy, but I'm with a woman. So I, I 50% understand. Yeah, totally. Um, which is funny, but this is no surprise to you. I'm like that, too. So, Val and I will do quickies and all that stuff and have more, again, I don't know what you want to call it, but we'll say masculine kind of sex. But then I also need... It's interesting how my brain can be aroused through the brain, through the creation yes. of a safe space of a of a seeing each other of feeling connected like i've had times where we're having sex and every guy's lost its erection and then you're like i guess i'm just not horny and her understanding of that makes me horny again and then we oh, have sex does so that make interesting. sense i love that so i'm yeah. like a girl like i'm i'm as yeah. sexually if not more sexually complicated than Val. <laughs> yeah so take that I- I feel like a lot of guys are like you, but they just aren't honest about I it. And actually, they don't even know. I think I am the majority. Yeah. I think it's a lie. Yeah. I have a bit about it. It's like men are going around wearing Oakleys and visors and cargo shorts and driving trucks because we're trying to get a momentum going. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to get an erection later, so I'm going to act like an erection now because <laughs> I can't so deal funny. with the emotion, emotional fragility <laughs> mm-hmm. of failure. <laughs> And and talk about a, a Jewish upper class family. It's like all men are stuck in Jewish upper class families where we're like men get hard dicks and fuck. And yeah, we look at the stock beef. market. And it's like, no, I'm afraid of dying. And I look at the stars and I hate that we're floating in nothingness. You know what I mean? It's like we. I need help and tits. I know. <laughs> I need both. Yeah, but I don't think a lot. Of, I don't think a lot of men are aware of that. Of no, course. which is why they drink so much. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. why, and why they, I don't know, listen to Kid Rock. And work out and do all that stuff. Uh, yeah. We're yeah. working on stuff that we can't even assess is a problem. Yeah. It, I, I like who I am. At least I can say, this is the problem. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not going to go, I just got to go slam some weights. You know, no, or whatever it is. you're so aware. God, well, I wish please. most, I wish guys were like you. I don't know. We wouldn't have a military if, well, maybe, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like we need all types. There would be no car repair shops. You're at the front lines. You're like, we need to talk about. (laughs) You would, you would, (laughs) or you'd bring your car into the shop and I'd be like, well, how are you feeling when you were driving that? That must have been scary. Well, how did it make you feel to have a muffler that's not (laughs) You broke down at night? My God. That must have been scary. Do you want a hug? Yeah. I'm going to hug your Geo. See if that works. We need... (laughs) We need the, uh, you know, the Robert Redfords, too. I'm trying to think of a man. I couldn't. I thought of Robert Redford. Well, he is masculine. Yeah, he's a masculine one. Yeah. yeah. The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be like me. No. Although I have a feeling he might be because he's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah I think he funny. might be sensitive, actually. I think he might be. He seems a little bit too smart and funny. Yeah. To necess- but I don't know. <laughs> the, the podcast just becomes. So what happens with Moses? You break up at some point. You yeah, so we broke death. up, and then um, who pulled the trig? She did finally. That's normally how it is. Like I wouldn't be happy with someone, but I would stay in it because I wouldn't want to be. The, I'm too much of a pussy to end it. Yep, that's totally me. That's that's me too. Yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah, so Which I would like I've cause never, them to break up with me. I would. I've be, tried that. It doesn't work. And yeah, then, and then I've I've had to do it, and like. Ugh. That's why I've never gotten back with somebody. Because if I break up with you, I broke up with you five months ago. <laughs> and I've been running every scenario. So if I, I actually totally sit understood. you down and go, we need to talk, it's it fucking ended. final. <laughs> it ended I don't a have while back. any yeah. ambiguity. It's fucking over and I'll never see you again. With one exception, <laughs> a, a dear friend. But yeah, go on. Yeah, you no, brought, I'm. Uh, that's she, a, she pulled the trigger. Yeah, and then I'm the victim. You know what I'm saying? Did you find Give the sign more. under the bed? This is from when I was 10, and you just wore it around the house. The yeah. victim sign. 
<laughs> I just put on my sign yeah. every time something like that happens. Yeah, there's your sign. Who says that? Billingvall or something? It I don't doesn't know. Matter. It's one of the blue collar guys. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that must have been sad, but also somewhat relieving because it se- sounds like it was a slow death. It was a slow death. I mean, it was really hard because it was the first woman I'd ever been with and it was the first person I was ever in love with. So those are always yep. you know, really upsetting. First cut. Um, but then I, I was just, I was with crazy women really one after the other. Mm. And, uh, you know, of course, that, the you... crazier ones were the hottest ones. Well, that's true. You know, sexually, everything. Crazy in the head, yeah. crazy in the bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. True. Very true. Very. There's a look in the eyes. Now that I've dated, <laughs> I hate to say crazy, but just for the sake of brevity, I, you can kind of smell a crazy one. After you date a couple. Oh, I could tell in a second. That's what I mean. You're yeah, like, you I would look them. for them. Some people think you're fun. But I know what's going oh, on. Oh, I know they're going to end up killing, trying to kill me one day. <laughs> but you liked it. I, of course. You I liked used the to, loudness. I would look for that. Yeah. Like, Why? The, because the sex, that's good. Because it was just, I, I would look at someone who was damaged and like think I could fix them. Mm. I would like the edginess of it. You know, I was always attracted to women who were pretty and edgy, had that, mm-hmm. ed, you know. Um, mm. And... And probably because I, I didn't feel like I deserved to be treated well and have a happy life. So I would choose people who would I know would cause chaos. If I was your therapist, I'd go, mm-hmm. I think, I think we're <laughs> You did do that progress. before you even said yeah, I am. Yeah, I know, because I was, I was like, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's our time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our time is up. But that, I mean, you've clearly done the work. You, you, yeah. You didn't... I think it's strange. I'm a big self-love person, and I really work on it. Like, I, I go up and down. It's not always... Up, but one of the reasons is you you have to love yourself to love someone else. Like, yes, is that you need to have a standard for yourself and a, a certain way that you want to be treated and feel before you can invite someone else into that. And if you don't have that totally. sorted out, you'll just find someone who treats you how you treat yourself, and you don't treat yourself well. So now there's two of you, and now you're out outnumbered. Yeah, and you're just gonna feel like shit. Yeah, and I was in a relationship where I was allowing a lot of stuff, so I take complete responsibility i was allowing myself to be treated like shit yeah and my therapist and this is going to sound harsh but it was the best thing that ever happened to me looked at me and she's like you you really look pathetic really yeah she said you're being totally pathetic you're like oliver like begging you're begging it's and, and wow. i was like you know what you're right that sounds like i don't it- know it really hit me i was like yes. you're right i'm yes. fucking pathetic and yeah. i have to stop yes and i had friends who say you know you let her it's like you're so powerful in every part of your life, but in this relationship, you are so yes, pathetic. I've done that. Yeah, I've it's been horrible. I, I always say this, but there was a relationship I was in where all of her friends were like, Pete's so quiet. He's such a quiet guy. And it was because I was like terrified and small. Me too. And you, so small. I, and we're two of the, like, we're big people. Not we're with up there banging I'm the drum. And then suddenly there's somebody that's big enough to like yeah. blow up the bridges and quarantine your city. And like, But they just, know they can. Yeah. They, well, we give them the codes. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like a child, I always say it's like a child molester that goes to a park and knows which kid to go after. Mm. Like they, they smell you, like they know. Right, right, right. You know, I always say these women know, they do. They can tell who they can manipulate, who, who can they I can... Yeah, yeah, totally. And I allowed it. I there's no other place in my life where I'm as you know screwed up. Yeah, as when I've been in relationships with people. My therapist has sim- sometimes Dr. Gary Penn. He has similar things where he's like, it's okay, it's okay if you feel that way, but you can't let that. You can't be a bitch to that feeling. So he, yeah, he uses strong language too. It's effective to call it's someone pathetic. Effective. It's got to be. There's got to be a term for it. It's like it's shocking. 
and right. it makes it memorable. Well, before that, I went to a therapist who was great, but for 10 years, like I just felt like the victim and would go, oh, that must be hard, and oh, right. I'm so sorry. Right. And that helped me stay stuck in it. Right. I couldn't get it. And then finally, she just looked at me, Audrey, my therapist, and was like, Stop! Yeah, you're being. You look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I did. I did look ridiculous. Constant texting and obsessed with my phone and yeah. just pathetic. DGP, Doctor Gary Penn, would would be like, you know, you sound like the the fat person in bed talking about how they're going to lose weight while they're just eating all these pizzas. Like, you're yeah, just surrounded by. You're not doing anything, right? He's like, at a certain point, you have to put the pizzas away. And and go for that three mile fat. Well, I walk. love that. <laughs> I love that thing about you know people hold on to a story. You know, my uh-huh. mom always says that. And it's so true. Right. I know you know people like this. It's like the same story. You know, even if someone was assaulted, I know this sounds horrible, but they'll they'll talk about that for forty years and right. never live their life and say I'm someone who was assaulted, and that's what they their whole life becomes and their whole their persona, mm-hmm. everything becomes that story. Right. You know, um, and it's it's like I was the victim in the relationship. Right. Well, she's horrible to me. Well, you and, become and, uh, addicted to your identity. Oh yeah, totally. And it's and, and it's comfortable. And your brain your brain is always trying to make sense of reality, literally mm-hmm. building it visually and everything. But it's also trying to make sense of your life, and yeah. it's going and it's helpful to go. Um, I'm addicted to celery or whatever it is. I yeah. didn't want to use a real example uh, because I don't want to hurt anybody who's listening who might have a thing. But we do like our stories, and at some point. Somebody has to. Sometimes somebody has to say, "You got to get get real here." I've said that to friends at certain points. Like you, you literally, I'm, I love you, and that's why I'm telling you this. But you've been talking about the same thing. Right. I'm not kidding for five years. Right. So it's like either deal. I'm just telling you. But where people, you and I, because I like doing that too. And then it really hurts my feelings when they. I need to stop taking it personally. They don't follow my advice, and I've like most ended, people don't. I've ended friendships because I'm like. It's usually me like really giving someone advice about like specifically how to get out of a toxic relationship or situation yeah. or job or family, all these different things. And I'm like giving them what I think is my primo stuff. And it's this big ego trip for me because I'm like, I have the answer. But I really feel like what I'm telling them is fucking it is. gold. It and is it's gold. what they need. Yeah. And, I, and then they don't do it. And then I'll be like, I don't end friendships, but I'll just never – feel quite right about it. Like, I'll be like, yeah. why didn't you? Ah. But that's me. That's my shit. But the thing is, is when people in my life have come up to me, for the most part, I wonder what my friends would think about this. I think they'd agree. If they pull me aside and go, did you notice you're doing this? I'm always like, thank you. Me too. I'm grateful when I'm, someone tells yes, me the truth. Give me the truth. As give me advice. As long as it's kind, I yes. don't care. No, I certainly couldn't handle anything mean. But I love, sometimes when people go, here's a feeling of life. I go like, I'll go, I just started what Breaking Bad's amazing. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you saw it? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? That's how I feel. Yeah. So when I discover something, like hurt people hurt people, and they're like, yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. I'm like, what the fuck didn't you tell me that? <laughs> it's like going to the hardware store for milk. Yeah, that's an old AA thing. Why the fuck didn't you tell me that? <laughs> You've been walking around with these little tropes yeah. that help you, yeah. and you didn't share them? Well, some people don't, and they have to, people have to be ready. Boy, I've experienced that. They have to be, they'll agree with you. You're right. I know I do that, but they have to be ready. They have to hit the bottom. That's it. You make the choice. It's true. There's nothing you can do. I mean, you can't, 
you can't make some. It's like they know. They, they have know. To go. I'm going to embarrass myself right now, but uh, Moana, which we ripped earlier. The, did you see Moana? You have a. Uh, well, she's too young to watch Moana. No, it's a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, there's a part where the grandmother, who's kind of like the Obi Wan Kenobi, she's like the the sage, is telling the lead woman that she needs to go on this journey, or she's suggesting that maybe she could go on this journey. Maybe it's who she is is to go out on the sea, and then she's like, I don't think I can. And then the grandmother goes, okay. And I'm like, that's fucking wise. Yeah, it is. Me, I go, you don't know, you got to. Right. The grandma knows that she has it in her blood, that she can sense that she's an adventurer. But when she says, I can't, she goes, okay. Because she knows, that's wisdom. When you go, I know I can't change you. I can, I can give, yes. this is what Ram Dass says, I can be spacious enough for you to change in the, in the environment that I create with you. I'll be, I'll be the room that you can play in. Mm-hmm. My safe space you can use that to change but there's no way i can change you you can't it's you crazy can't. and it's very isn't it upsetting with comics oh of course that's really hard in our business because you see people they could change one thing yeah or two things like stop speaking? being so bitter yeah stop comparing yourself to other people it's that simple i mean it sounds crazy i feel like i have to talk to you about that, that off my because i have specific examples i just have I, to I do too. With you. i do too I and it's to. like you are brilliant yeah. And if you just stop doing that, you yeah. would be a star. Right. You would, you would, you, but it's like you can't, you can't right. stop. Right. And you keep telling them, just stop doing it. And they, they can't. They're, they're stuck in it. Right. They're committed to it. They and need to, nothing, there's nothing you they can They have do. to come to Jesus. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get a, a false conversion. Yeah. And it drives me crazy <laughs> because it's usually people that aren't grateful. You know, if they were grateful, they wouldn't be doing that. You're if being they were more grateful. Grateful for what just they have for what they have. Or what they've done or. You know, there's always someone has it worse, and gratitude is a, is a good hack for when you're feeling it is low. It is that's 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 something I try. In fact, you just reminded me. I was like, I should remember. <laughs> I try, but it, to be deliberately grateful, like the way that people do gratitude lists and all that sort of stuff, yeah, that can really help. Yeah, but I see people in their own way. Oh, is it constantly, constantly, constantly? And you can spot the comics that you're like. Oh, this guy's on a, on a clean track. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we all do it. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I do too. I'll look on, you know, Twitter and be like, oh God, what is going on? This person, you know. Right. But I immediately stop because right. it's just, it's not going to help me. Right. It's going to do nothing to help me. Right. You can just change your, yourself. Yeah. And yeah. maybe in a conversation like this, I'll, I'll be like, please tell me what you know. And that'll, that'll happen every once in a while. Yeah. Talk about, let, we, we're, where are we in time? When did we start? What? It's three fifteen. We've been two and two and fifteen. Oh right, yeah, a little bit late. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled my. I know it's amazing. <laughs> I have to tell. I them. feel so judged right now. Where's your dog so I can feel better about myself? He's, he's kicking it. You totally oh, hypnotized he's so him. So cute. You were just on a cruise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to. We have to talk about this. You almost mm-hmm. sickness. So what happened? Yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a really difficult. <laughs> years but um because mm. things just keep happening but and again i have to always think things could be worse i was on a cruise ship with two thousand gay men mm-hmm. and um which is heaven for me in alaska <laughs> and i, I had done a show i can't imagine oh the it was so much fun i can't imagine so the best parties the best djs i mean it's incredible <laughs> and i had horrible stomach pains i had had pains like a week before at the montreal comedy festival but i thought i ate something right i thought i didn't I had no idea you went to expectations too many times <laughs> i did i love <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're at the JFL yeah, Festival. Is you're eating omelet. at expectations. Yeah, yeah. 
It's so funny. And then I went on this cruise and I all of a sudden I was in my room and I just felt horrible stomach pains. Mm. And I was like, I have to go down like to the healing doctor. Over? Bad, yes, very bad. Like, like I couldn't function. Not like, oh, I, I kind of have a tummy ache. You're no, just like- it's in your upper stomach, and it was it was extreme stabbing pain. Yeesh. For me to go to a ship hospital <laughs> means that I am dying. Were they filming a reality show I about know, the ship it hospital? Been. Because there should be. I went down there. I barely got there. And it was oh, the middle of said. the night. You said for me to be doing this. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not fucking around. No, <laughs> like, it means I'm not okay. Something's yeah. severely wrong. Right. I would be writing this out if I could. Yeah, anything yeah. to not go down to the hospital. I don't want to see a ship doctor. No, I didn't. And where were you in the world? In Alaska. Oh, boy. You on the that. ocean. Okay. Yeah. And... um and I went down, and they were kind of taking you know, taking it slow. I'm like, I gotta get help. Like I was just really like, I gotta have help right now. I'm, I can't function. And right. I never had pain like that in my life. Right. And, and they, did they have something? They they put me on they put me on the <laughs> gurney. They gave me um, morphine. Oh wow! I it went away. Uh, soon after, I was so grateful, and they took blood. Anyway, it ended up my liver count was like out of control mm. like it was supposed to be 30 something i don't know what 80 or whatever What's it was a over count? a thousand what are we counting i had a, i had a um, oh, toxicity yeah i had an infection i i was starting to get jaundice i mean it was really bad mm. to make a very long story short i had it the next day we stopped i had to stay in the hospital the whole night down in the in the ship and um people had to pack my bag in my room which is so embarrassing i mean if you're on a was ship it very for well day, packed by a gay man it was well packed by two gay men. They were <laughs> they were incredible. Yes. Two friends of mine. Why does but, my bag smell so but, nice? But you know, I had like stuff around. I mean, it's embarrassing to have people go into your of room. Of course, and, right? Um, and they they said you have to go to a hospital. We can't we can't treat you anymore down here. I was right. they started me on two antibiotics, and we got out at Sitka, Alaska, and an, an ambulance came. I was freaking out. I mean, talk about having, I had no control. It was mm. just like, I had to do whatever they said because I was so sick. They took me to a tiny little hospital on a mountain. There were like... <laughs> was there someone hiding behind it? 13. <laughs> my camp, my fat camp friend. I found it. You finally found me. I see you. <laughs> um, I went into the emergency room and they were very nice, but like very off and slow. You know, it's Alaska. So it was very different energy than being in New York. Right. And, I've um, seen Northern Exposure. <laughs> it really is. Inter- it's weird. Oh, place. did you see Joel? What was his name? Joel Fleischman, I want to say. That's, he was the doctor in Australia. Anyway, oh, keep okay. going. So, <laughs> and other things that aren't worth interjecting with. It's okay. <laughs> you go. So I, um, so. They they did more tests and my liver count went up again. Anyway, there a surgeon came in and he said, "This is the deal. You need your gallbladder out. You have stones. That's why it was so painful." Wow. And uh, I'm like, um, "Okay." I didn't know what to do. What causes that? Just for everyone who's panicking right now. Um, you know what? I don't know what causes it. It does happen to some people who lose a ton of weight. Uh huh. That that is that is something they say, and it's also just very common for women in their forties. Mm. Very. So in 10 years, you'll be at risk. <laughs> Divine. Exactly. Who's listening? <laughs> it's so weird it happened to me at like 28. Um, so the surgeon was like, you, you need to have your gallbladder out. I, I understand you probably freaked out. And I didn't know who he was or what was going. I was so freaked out. The ship left. Well, so they're gone. Bye. bye. <laughs> and now I'm in this like tiny little hospital. So I said, do you mind talking to my cousin, Bernie? 
I had I called my cousin who's a very big urologist, mm-hmm. and I said, "Bernie, can you just talk to him?" Because I didn't even I didn't know the guy what kind of experience he had or anything. Right, you want to vet him? Yeah, and Bernie talked to him and then said he's fine. He's been military, you know, surgeon for years. He's done thousands of these, and you, you Jessica, I'm telling you, you, could be medevaced out to Seattle, but you have to have it out. So right, and you're not in good shape right now. This is not okay. Right. In fact, we're not even on the phone right now. <laughs> You're just holding a box of Mike and Ike's. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> I need to do this surgery. <laughs> I, I was so wasted. I was on morphine and Percocet. I don't even know what was going on. Yes. So the so guy, he talked to him, and then I decided. I said, you know what? It was, it was the most brave thing I actually feel like I ever did. Mm. Um, was it saying yes to the surgery? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, because a, a really big part of me just wanted to be like, no, I'm going to medev- get medevaced out and go to a big hospital. It was so, I was like, I just. just what does just, it look like here? Is there like a cat on a tree that says hang in there? Like, what does this hospital <laughs> look like? Because you like, wanted to tiny. leave. Tiny. Yeah. I'm talking tiny. Yeah. There, there was one surgeon, one operating room. I mean, yeah. really tiny. Right. Like, I was in the emergency room and there were three beds. <laughs> So that just tells you I was in the third bed. Oh, my goodness. I was next to someone coming off of booze and a woman who had a seizure. Oh, so it was full. <laughs> yeah, it was oh really packed there. One more person and then collapse. We can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. And he and I was hysterically crying, which no one knows. I mean, I was not me. Like, mm. I do not cry like that. I mm. was panicked. And I just said, I fought with myself and I just said, just do it, Jessica. Just take a risk and do it. You got to just get it over it's with. It's not a life-threatening surgery, though. It is if you don't get it done. I was so sick. It is if you don't get it done. Yeah, because you can get pancreatic. But you didn't think you were going to die. You just thought he was going to do a bad job, potentially. Um, I thought I might die because he was putting me under, you know, the whole thing. I right. just was really, uh, it was so little and small compared to what I'm used to. You didn't want to be going under and hear him say, what's her name again? No, oh, this is great, though. He... <laughs> He talked to Bernie. The gall what now? Yeah. <laughs> What's she having out? So he talked to him and Bernie said, he's fine, do it. And I decided to do it. And I was crying and the, the surgeon, which was very sweet. Said, it's not me. I don't think it's me either. Oh, it, it might be me. That's so... It is me. <laughs> you know what's... You know what's so weird? Sorry about that. No, please. See how it's on red? So it's supposed to be off the ringer. That's very weird. I think that interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Is it? Wait a minute. Huh. I don't know. Sorry about that. No, please. That doesn't make any sense. So, um, do you want to? Did she text you as well or anything? I'll see if she. For some reason, now I'm invested. I'm like, is it? Did it ring because she called you twice in under a minute? No, she didn't call twice. Actually. Okay. No, I don't think she did. It didn't say any missed calls. Just feel really bombarded. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> so I, yeah, um, go ahead. So the the guy, so the doctor said, um, so weird. The doctor said, uh, <laughs> you know, what, do you mind if I pray with you? And then I'm like, now I'm going to die. You don't want. I, I didn't want him to pray with. You know me. who you want. You want a stone cold atheist? Yeah, I didn't. I just felt very (laughs) uncomfortable, but I was like, okay. And he took my hand, he put his hand over and under my hand and said, Lord, please. Is this? I'll never forget this. My goodness. Please, please protect and watch over this fine young woman, Jennifer. He said, Jennifer, my name is Jessica. I was like, oh, okay. I just made the joke, what's her name? name." That's actually true. He said, Jennifer. I can't believe. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I said, I said, my name is Jessica. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> and then in my mind, I'm like, please don't say Jesus. Please don't say Jesus. Like, I just was freaking out. Did he throw in a sweet Jesus? He didn't. He didn't. But then they took At me the upstairs. At the end, did he notice you they, were Jewish and go, and uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Uh, I woke up and I had heart. numbers on my arm. It was really <laughs> weird. No. Um, oh, no. No. I went upstairs. And <laughs> they were very sweet, but they insisted on doing a pregnancy test. I mean, it's a great story. I was like, there's no, trust me. There's no way I'm pregnant. Well, I'm right. sorry we insist. So I had to do a pregnancy t- test. <laughs> and then um, they took me in. Have you ever had surgery? No, no. but did oh, you say I'm a lesbian? I did. I said I'm married to I haven't been with a man in a while. Because I know Alaska is very conservative. So it's kind of Very like, conservative. I that know was my very, other thing about it. Yeah. It was very hard because it was really conservative. Did you consider, you're, you're past this, I have to imagine, but did you consider for a second being like, yeah, I might be pregnant. No, I would never. That's one thing I would never you do. You wouldn't sell is yourself lie. out. No, I wouldn't Good do it. Good for you. Yeah, I did do that years ago, yeah, but yeah. I would never do you that You did that now. for three years with Melissa. Though. Yeah, that, I would that never was do that again. That was three years too many. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. So so I went in and uh, and I had it done and it was really hard. I was there alone for three days. Wow. And That's insane. <clears throat> had to come right home. Danielle and I have a baby. Yep. And she has, this is where it gets very serious, but she has heart disease. The baby does? Yes. I'm so so she's a year and nine months. And she, um, she had, this is crazy. She had open heart surgery eight days old. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then she had a stent put in six months later. And we, I, so I spent the, whole, the day I got home, the next day I was at Columbia Presbyterian all day. You know, like getting over the surgery. Yeah, to a huge hospital. And she had to have a, a, a procedure done. So it's been it's Was been it difficult. Successful? Well, yeah, they just went in like a catheter procedure to see what's going on, and she needs I another. I feel like a toddler should be doing the surgery on something that small. It I shouldn't know, be a isn't it unbelievable? Person. She's <laughs> having another open heart surgery September 11th. Mm. Yeah, oh boy, I know. <laughs> this is when everyone <laughs> listens to the podcast and does their drug of choice, and you know, wow, what a bur- yeah. It's okay. Yeah, she's you, really great. She's healthy and it's yes. very common. And again, that's where I've learned to be grateful. It's like I go to children's hospital and I see all these kids that have no hope, nothing. And I'm like, how can I complain? Mm, like, right. well, I don't get a spot. I don't get, you right. know, that kind of stuff right. really puts things in perspective. Right. It's like, oh, I didn't get a television show, but like my baby is alive and okay. Right. And, you know, we have the best doctor in the world. I mean, he's literally one of the best in the world. Well, having something outside of yourself that you yeah. love more than yourself is very, I think it's very good, especially for our people. Yes. Comedians. Yes. <laughs> something that's not It grounds you. you. Yeah. And makes you not focus on yourself. Right. But boy, I mean, the amount of focus you must be putting on these surgeries and stuff, it's got to be trying. It is trying, um, but it is it is what it is. Mm. And again, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I see the most horrific. You know, I've said to audiences when they look miserable, and I'm like, go to a children's hospital mm. for an hour, mm-hmm. and then sit here and look like that. I mean, really. Yeah. It's, it's deep. Oh, your Instagram crashed? <laughs> you know, what you I mean? couldn't like, find a parking spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that'll that'll show you just what's going on. Sometimes I think of people like candles. Sometimes I'll be on the subway, and I'm like, we're all sitting here, like we're all so certain. I'm like, really, we're all just a bunch of candle flames. Yeah, and you get blown out at some point. Yeah, and you should never forget that. And a children's hospital obviously is a heightened version of that because children, and it's so tragic. But that's the game we're all stuck in. Yeah. So whenever you're grumpy about anything, you're a candle flame going. Yeah. Oh shit! I just missed the subway. Shut up. 
I know. Shut up, dummy. Yeah. And a lot of comics do that. They complain about really little stuff. Of course. They do. That's what we do. Yeah. That's what some of us do. Yeah. Not everyone, but some people. And I'm like, I, I try to explain, like, it could be a lot worse. Like, it's just. I'm going to guarantee that our conversation, we always talk about God at the end. The conversation about God will be different. I had a guy on the podcast recently who his whole I don't believe in God was based on children with cancer, which is a pretty. It's a, it's I a, get that. I get it too. That's a good place to start. Had we not talked about it, I yeah. bet we would have had a very flowery, maybe we still will, Deepak Chopra, spiritual, my dog yeah. can sense you're a good person and yeah. we get reincarnated and, or there's goodness and God is love and all that stuff, which is what I think. I do too. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> not, I really I'm do. I'm not good. I'm, but how were you raised? Well, I, I wasn't raised religious, but I went to Hebrew school and I had a bat mitzvah. Uh-huh. Um, but it wasn't really about a connection to God. It was it was more about just that's what you do when you're Jewish right. and you're in the suburbs. Which and- can – I try and look at my own religious upbringing, even though that stuff – and I don't look at a genuine connection with God really at that age either. But I think it might have built the room where God hangs out now. Yeah. Even though it was kind of baloney. And I even think the people teaching me Sunday school and stuff must have known – I can't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. I feel like you have to be here a while I do to too. really understand. But wait, what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you're a kid, you're like, this is this. Right. And then when you're old, you're like, yeah, but no, what is this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? of course. I had no idea. What, I didn't believe in God growing. I mean, I didn't even think about it. Right. You know, and, I just did what I was supposed to do. Go to Hebrew school and have right. a bat mitzvah. Right. And then what... When did God or a belief in something start creeping in? When I was at the point where I was so low that I listened to other people and took advice and started praying and talking to something bigger than myself. Power. Totally. Something that's and not said, when I would I would get on my Sorry, knees. <laughs> Jacqueline, <laughs> I would get on my knees and say, please take away this obsession or please... God, please help me. I mean, he, whatever it was, just something, please. Mm. And it would go away. Mm-hmm. I, I, people might say I'm crazy. I don't care. It's my experience. We don't even, it yeah. works for me. It's the only thing that works. Right. It's like anytime I let go and let go of control and just say I'm powerless and mm-hmm. ask for help from something bigger than myself, mm-hmm. it eases the pr- – it's like it goes away. It works for a it, lot of people. Yeah. I guess to the skeptics, I would say even if it is a delusion, then at the very least, it's a psychological tool right. that is beneficial to you. Exactly. But, you know, I'm more in the camp where I'm like, I don't necessarily think of something else somewhere something somewhere else intervening or helping necessarily. I think that happened. But it's more about remembering to remember. Yeah. If that, remembering to, to have a reverence and to have a perspective and to... I don't know. It, it just gives me a little perspective. It does. It does for me too. It's the. I'm telling you, it's the only thing that really helps me, mm. and <clears throat> it helped me. Excuse me to realize like how small I am. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to what's going. I mean, some people it might be the ocean. It might be. It doesn't have to be like God sitting in the right. You know, look up and God is up there. It's like, well, it's just yeah. I enjoy the idea. Could be nature of could be life anything. itself. The thing that's animating your molecules, right? Yeah, now. energy that. Yes. That's a big thing. That's that's what I th- feel. That's ex- I think that's exactly right. There was yeah. there was uh, there was nothing and a energy manifested and then split into a bunch of us and here and here we all are. And into this coffee cup and all that stuff. It's a little bit uh 
God is everything and it's very loose, but that is how I think about it. Yeah. And I think that Isabella was just, my daughter was born with, without a valve. You know, it's just random. It's Mm. not like, I don't feel like a victim with it. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm glad she, you know, there's kids who are born with half a heart. There's kids who are die at childbirth. I mean, God, it could be so much worse. Yeah. And people like, I can't believe you say that. I'm like, why? It's one thing that helps me get through it. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's, we have a cure. Thank God. She can have an operation and be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but anytime like, I try to figure it out and feel like the victim and all of that, I'm just, it, I can't function. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about death? <laughs> like, do you think that's the end? <clears throat> no. Excuse me. I don't think that's the end. Mm. I think your soul lives on. Mm-hmm. I do. I and really do. In another place or comes back? Reincarnation um, or afterlife? I, I think I personally believe in like an afterlife, hmm. you know, I, I do. That's something we can't really understand or, yeah. or do you picture it in a certain way? I don't picture it in a certain way, but I really believe that there's, there's some that we move, we go on hmm. to a different place. I don't know where That's that kind is. Of the idea that I was getting at with your gay, no longer gay. What do we say? About no, he's still gay, You're but gay. not acting out on it. It's yeah. sad. When he thinks he's being punished, I, I look at it as like work we're doing. Something is grinding out on itself, you know. And I love having that whole all idea. these different experiences, and even, and I don't want to try and summarize suffering, but it seems like that's part of the game too. We're, Alan Watts, who's a great philosopher that I love, he always talks about we want to live in a world with winning and no losing. But as soon as duality was established, there's light and there's dark and there's pain and there's all these terrible things and there are children in hospitals and, the, mm. and it's really I would never even try to talk to the parents of a child like that or to that child but I think there might be some order to it that I don't understand that you zoomed far 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 to God's perspective I think there might be something that I can't understand but I'm open to it again I, I can't I mean it's like in the Matrix remember yeah. the Matrix they're like we tried to do a world where nothing what went wrong yeah. and you guys kept waking yourselves up and, and killing yourselves like that you wouldn't yeah. accept the I don't think the illusion. we're born I don't think God intends for anyone to suffer ever like mm. I really don't I think that we just are born good and okay and, and then we kind of screw things up with our own indulgence mm. that's really my view on it I hear that um, and I and I also know that there's a reason for this and that she was she was born into a family where she's really loved and taken care of and, 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 and it's changed me and helped me through my art, like help other people. I talk about it on stage sometimes that mm. I have a daughter that's sick. So, you know, um, I don't know. There's some reason for it. Mm. I have no idea. I guess that's what I'm saying. Really? Yeah. The summation of what I'm saying is I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have I, no idea. I'd like to think that at, at the end there might be some sort of, Ah, oh, I see. You know yeah, what I mean? like, I'm okay with it. I don't, I don't have a huge fear of death. It's weird. Oh, good. I don't know. Do you? I, I mean, it, it depends. Yeah. Sometimes in the middle of the night, sometimes in my dreams, actually. Yeah. I'll be dreaming and I'll go, oh, I'm going to die. And I don't mean me. I mean the body that's dreaming. Like, it's a very yeah. trippy experience. And I'm like, and in the dream, I'm kind of afraid. Yeah, like, I've had that too. That's scary. And then there's other times meditating or on mushrooms <laughs> where I'm just like, I don't go anywhere, man. <laughs> like, and I really just feel completely blissed out and see the, the game for what it is. See myself as a, as a flickering candle. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what candles do, baby. 
They burn out at some point. Yeah. And they don't go anywhere. They become smoke, which is fucking trippy. And yeah. the smoke becomes the air. And then at some point, maybe those molecules will be a flame again. But they'll, maybe they'll be a piece of shit first. That's and then such a maybe, good analogy. Maybe it they'll makes... be a Trisket. Yeah, Trisket. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't mind becoming a Trisket. I love Trisket. Trisket. It's a, They're it's a great They're amazing, cracker. aren't they? I used to stuff my mouth with Triscuits and then take a sip of orange juice as a child. It's gross, but the salty, tangy, sweet. Oh, really? Yeah, I cut my mouth constantly oh, with yeah. stuff like that. Cap I mean, and it's, crunch. it's abusive. <laughs> it's the yeah. cap and crunch of yeah. crackers. Oh, g- it's yeah. cracker crunch. <laughs> cereal is like violent when I eat cereal. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because I don't even chew barely. I'm just <laughs> attacking it. <laughs> How did you lose 100 pounds? We didn't even eat I, I actually had, um, I saw Lisa Lampanelli and how successful she was, and she went and had, you know, the, the, um, What's it called? The sleeve done, stomach sleeve. Uh-huh. So I was really out of control when I tell you it was like over three hundred pounds and mm. not okay, not feeling well. And um, and she's like, just go talk to my doctor. And I did, and he was great. And I decided to do it because it wasn't um, bypass. Like I, I would have never done that where they bypass and cut you open right, and do right. all that. It was this is laparoscopic and it's what's that mean? Meaning like. It's how my gallbladder surgery was too. They don't cut you open. They they just go through like four holes. Oh and yeah, then yeah. They, they do it, and it's incredible. Wow. So they just make your stomach smaller, which at this point is probably back to the size it was. But I needed like that jump start. Like I it, see. it's not an answer because you have to you have to eat well after that, or you're going to gain right. every pound back. Right. But I um you I got d- the ball rolling. Yeah, I said if I do this, I am going to stop eating shit carbs everything and mm. i did and it's mm. been four years and i've lost more weight because oh, wow. i just i gave up bread and pasta i'm like if i'm gonna go through this i am not gaining it back. i right. just won't allow myself to yes. gain it back i won't you threw down the gauntlet yeah i was like that's it right. i have to give up certain things you threw down the goblet of yeah. milkshake the gob <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying anymore we've been talking for three hours i'm losing my mind where am i <laughs> well do you feel satisfied? Yes. I, feel I great. love you. You're <laughs> I love you. such a good prize. We're the you, same. Any man who's listening to this, do the work. <laughs> Be like Pete. Do the work. That's so sweet of it's you to just, say. It's just it's beautiful. I it's appreciate so much that. better. <laughs> Again, we need the other kind too. Yeah. The Chuck Norrises. Uh, the, the final question we always ask, because it tends to get heavy with the God stuff, is can you remember the time you laughed the hardest in your life or one of the times you laughed really, 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 really hard? Oh, God. I mean, it was definitely probably I was high. (laughs) And it was with another funny person. And just like that silent, you can't breathe kind of. I know. You know, doing silly stuff. Yes. I laugh hard a lot because I I hang out with creative. Yeah, I, I, I do. But you've also remained open. You don't do the comedian laugh where you just go, that's funny. Oh, no, I don't. I really, I can appreciate a lot of comedians. That's great. Their sense of humor. And we're lucky. We get to hang out with the most brilliant. Well, that's that's the main thing. Yeah. I was with Michael Shea last night. And he was like, the only fun part is the stage part. He didn't mean it. He was just kind of like, the best part is the stage part. And I'm kind of like, I love the stage part. I really do. But when you're hanging out with comedians, yeah. it's a little bit like the stage part. You get to perform and hang out and laugh. But there's no real risk of failure. Because no. no matter how well I'm doing on stage, there's a part of me that's going. There's like a uptight guy that's going. All right, champ, keep it going. Yeah, yeah. You got him in the pocket, champ. Yeah. Keep punching him, yeah. champ. And uh, when I'm hanging out with 
fucking Bill Burr. And I don't even have to do anything. He's just ripping into Well, me. you're the audience at that then point. I, just, I mean, that's ah, when we really get to be the audience. It, I'd rather it. sit with Bill Burr than watch him on stage. I mean, that's my... Yeah. Well, it's better. I yeah. mean, he's going to personalize it to you. I've done that with Jim Brewer where I can't breathe. I'm not kidding. Like for hours, he'll just have me dying laughing. And it's just even different than just watching him on stage or someone on stage doing their it's act. Pure. It's, it's, it's a little incredible. bit more pure. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, I saw you tell this story. You got heckled. Robin Williams loved you. Yeah, I just he did. think you should tell he that story. He flipped out. Yeah. He flipped out. He yelled at where, what club were you? I at? was at the cellar. I had just started working there. It was like a two, and he was my he was one of my idols because he was so free. Yes, and I and was, that's what he said about you. Yeah, he, said he did. You're so free. He did. He really got it. It was incredible for me. Uh, I think I was maybe six years, seven years in. Shut up. And I was on stage. It was like midnight on a Tuesday. Mm. Um, you know, twenty dollar spot. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out new stuff, and some guy kept going yeah in the back, and I'm like, Sh-, I'm like, who the fuck is that? You know. And I was wondering why they wouldn't tell him to be quiet. And I looked out in the back and it was him. And I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. I'm like, okay, Robin Williams is here and everyone went crazy. And I said, I said, okay, but and he kept saying, you're you're so funny. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then when I got off stage, I'll never forget it. He was so sweaty. Hmm. And, and he just hairy. gave me the be up so hairy and sweaty. And I came into the hallway and he gave me the biggest hug. And he said, keep doing what you're doing. You're brilliant. You're going to, you're a star, you know, you're wow. going to. And I was like, I felt so validated, mm. you know. That's why I wanted you to tell the story. It's like, not that you could, but I don't want you to forget that. That's an amazing <laughs> story. And then as you work on your upcoming FX show about you in Northampton <laughs> with flashbacks. Oh, yeah. There has to be flashbacks. The victim sign. <laughs> What was it called? Bed death? Lesbian bed death. It's a real thing. It's a good title, but not for your show. No. It's a good title for a band. (laughs) (laughs) An all-girl metal band. Yeah. We're lesbian bed death. Yeah, we're lesbian. This one's called Second Date, Bring Your Keys. (laughs) One, two, three, four. I didn't even do a deep voice to make that joke. I'm just sick. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. (laughs) One, two, three. Uh, Jessica Kearson, you're amazing. Anything you want to plug here at the end? Because people are going to be in love with you. They're going to want to. Oh, that's so sweet. They can just go to jessicakearson.com or on Instagram, Jesse Kearson. Jesse Kearson. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I know. Yeah, I'm cursing at you. K I R S O N. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. This was one of my favorites of all time. I'm so glad. I knew we would when we're gabbing in the village. Yeah. Uh, And we we end with the guest saying the catchphrase, which is "Keep it crispy." If you would say it, it means I can tell you what it means. It it just what does it mean? It just means. You know, be present, have fun, live life. Yeah. Vibrance. Keep it crispy. You know, it's... I like that. Keep it crispy. Yeah, people yell it at me. And it it, it means what you want it to mean, but it means that to me. Yeah, keep it alive. Yeah. So you say it and we'll be done. Keep it crispy. (laughs) Keep it crispy, everyone. (laughs) I will. You will, too. Thank you. Thank you. So much. Cheers. Now leaving Nerdist.com.